Good evening, or morning, or afternoon, I suppose it depends what time you listen to this. Good night. Good night. <laughs> One and all. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, a TMOF production. We've uh, had a bit of a... We changed the name up a little bit. We just abbreviated it now. We're just TMOF. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever it stands for, you, you know, now you can take your pick. It could be anything. Yeah. The Man of Fire. Good film, that is, actually. That's Man on Fire, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's yeah, same, same thing. Same thing, same difference. Um, yeah, welcome everybody <laughs> to the Pro Wrestling Roll Up. We are, um, of course, here to talk about uh, everything wrestling related, at least everything that we've we found interesting um, over the last week or so. Or, or can remember. Or from what we can remember, yeah. And um, yeah, just I suppose everything else in between. Probably a long one coming up. We probably won't beat around a bush here. So around no. around the mic tonight. It's me, Ash, and I'm Russ. Um, before we get going, though, obviously on a very serious note, um, with everything happening um, in Ukraine at the moment, there will be um, some links uh, in the episode description of how to support. Um, so that's for UNICEF um, for the you know supporting the children of Ukraine, and the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund is just a very very small small amount. Um, of help, really, that you can you can send their way. I mean, it's terrible, really, what's going on at the moment. So, you know, every anything that people can do. Um, those links as well, ironically, come from off the back of the... Uh, I don't know if you saw this with the, the sort of Twitter exchange between Kane... Yeah, I saw that. ...and Hangman. But, um, you know, it's... If you take... We're not going to... We're not going to get political in this at all. But, you know, in terms of what you want to take out of that, absolutely to support um, Ukraine, you know... Do head over to those links and check those out. Anything you can do is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to try. We we'll try and have some fun wherever you are in the world. Hopefully, this is you know, listen to us two idiots talk about wrestling is going to help your day a little bit. Yeah, you like to think so. You like to think so. I've got a bit of a cold. Oh dear. Yeah, I've got a bit of a cold, so I'm going to sound particularly more nasal than usual. Um, like that's an excuse anytime. Well, yeah, but if I've got an excuse, then I'm going to use it, right? Fair enough. So let's. We're going to obviously we're, within the intro before we get into our sort of main topics, we're going to talk a bit more about maybe the last sort of week or so of wrestling. But our biggest topics that we've got coming up today, Ash, what are we starting off with? The Elimination Chamber recap. Okay, well that's good. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I need advice, to be honest. <laughs> that's going to be. I've seen bits and pieces. It's so. going to be a good recap. Uh, yes, Zaro has left WWE. We'll be talking about Cody to WWE. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, Ring of Honor's Hall of Fame, which we didn't cover last week. Atticus Kuga parts with GCW. And the drama there. Well, there's some WrestleMania rumours, uh, particularly regarding Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? And Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Pat McAfee. Okay. We'll be talking about Sonny being arrested. Yeah. And Revolution. AEW Revolution predictions towards the end. So... Yes, before we get into all of that, mm-hmm. uh, again, I mean, what's caught your eye mo- mostly in this last week within the wrestling world? Well, I didn't want to start with this, but remember when we did the PWI Awards? Mm. Well, Wrestling Assembly Awards, or the Mounties, the Mounties, as I call them. The Mounties. They've come on, and uh, it's basically what you expect with most of the winners, like Kenny Omega winning, uh, like rest of the year. Brian Danielson winning the Brandy Danielson Award. AEW was Promotion of the Year. Tony Khan won Promoter of the Year. Um, MJF was 
uh, best talker. Um, but not all AEW won awards. Um, WWE won like worst shirt of the year. Corey Graves was worst announcer of the year. Um, Roman Reigns won best gimmick, so that's something. Uh, let's see. But then most most overrated went to Evil from New Japan, which but a bit surprised by because I didn't think anyone from New Japan was overrated according to a Meltzer fan. Yeah, that is kind of shocking actually. And considering, I mean, I I, I like I like Evil. I don't know. I don't know what else I've sort of had to that, but overrated. I don't know. I don't think I agree with that. But well, most underrated was Ricochet, who, funny enough, yeah. is going to get a push according to um, the internet from the last couple of days. Oh, the internet knows. Yeah, uh, <laughs> All Out was best major show of the year, and the worst mm. worst major wrestling show of the year was the WWE one, and it was Survivor Series, which yeah, mm, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, most discuss, disgusting te- uh, tactic, uh, promotional tactic, was for the second year in a row, the WWE firing people while setting profits in a pandemic. Yeah, I'd say that's that's fair. Yeah. Did, did we talk about this last year about, is that really a promotional tactic, promoting that you get rid of wrestlers? Because I would say a promotional tactic is like when they use Jeff Hardy's drugs and alcohol mm. pass on him. That's more... That's more Emotional tactic. Yeah, I suppose. Semantics, that really. But I, yeah. I mean, regardless, if, if whatever your worst award is that you're going to give to somebody, if you can find that to be the reason, I suppose you will. But yeah, I don't know if I'd say it's a promotional tactic. No. I never think it's a promotional tactic. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, I said best gimmick was Roman Reigns. Would you like to guess the worst gimmick? And it's WWE, of course, because apparently they have nothing good apart from Roman. Worst gimmick? Yeah. I mean, worst gimmick could be. It's a it's a woman. Ah, uh, is it going to be Nikki Ash? No, really? I, I would have thought it would be because okay, it was a Alexa Bliss. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That checks out. I mean, people widely just just disliked it. I think it was it was tolerated a lot more when it was alongside Bray, but I think Bray's release made that more. Uh, it left a, a more sour taste in the mouth because it was a gimmick that was essentially his. Yeah, carrying on without him after his release. So well, considering they gave the worst gimmick the year the year before to the fiend. Well, that's yeah, subjective, isn't it? Yeah, but there you go. And uh, the last one I'll talk about is the the worst match, which was the Miz Damian Priest that lumberjack match where they turned the lumberjacks into zombies. Oh God, yeah. That was pretty bad. It's bad, but I mean, I worse again. Yeah, but it, it what did just... you say? Most worst promotional tactic was the egg. Promotional tactic being the egg. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, one of the worst promotional tactics all year is probably SummerSlam, saying you're going to get Sasha Banks, knowing she's not going to be there. That, that's that's true. To be fair, you know, I feel like that's more of a, an actual promotional tactic. That that was. I mean, that was really poor, wasn't it? But yeah, you know, well, I suppose we're over it now, as as we tend to be. Yeah. In wrestling, but there's been other. Well, there's more awards coming up, isn't there? Because AEW's got their awards um, coming up again shortly, which so will, you can go online to vote for that. Um, which if, if Jay Cargill doesn't win Best Newcomer, there's something wrong. Some of them seem super obvious, but then there are other things. There are nominate nominees in there in certain categories that you just think, mm, really? 
Well, what was it we were talking about with Jay last year about um, they in some of the awards were like the wrong winners? Was it the AW award? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Or was it like? A... No, it was an AW one because you lost your rag at it. Yeah, because wasn't it like? Um, I can't. I need to remember the episode, but I know we talked about something like that, and some of the winners were just like really unbelievably poor winners, not yeah. undeserving, but. But it's their awards, and they can do as they please with it, I suppose. Um, in terms of the actual products over the last few weeks, obviously we talked about you know Keith Lee's debuts happened, yep. Jay White's AEW debuts happened, but whether or not he's actually going to be signing with AEW, I don't know. Well, he's at Revolution, isn't he? Is he he's in a ladder match, I believe. I think the ladder match contestants at the moment is Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Wardlow. So it's only four confirmed, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the situation is going to be there, but oh, I know he doesn't have. Bro. We'll get we'll get to that later with um, when we get to the predictions. Predictions, yeah, predictions. But AEW news. I mean, Tony Khan uh, appeared on Busted Open Radio, and he's promised another really big announcement. Um, what do you think it is? Because I read that it could be to do with him being buying Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's I've seen a lot of that because it doesn't seem as though it's going to be a debut of sorts. He he said it's more of a big thing for the wrestling industry as a whole, which means it's going to be more of a a company announcement as opposed to a signing, <laughs> is what it indicates. Yeah, um... and Jeff Hardy is already kind of maybe accidentally on purpose or may, or maybe just pure accident has given away that he's going to be joining AEW. We tried to sort of backtrack it, but he... Yeah, it sounds like an AEW Tony Khan thing to do. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I think that the ROH thing is probably... Probably holds the most weight at the moment. And they have brought in a lot of Ring of Honor people. Well, if it, I mean, if it's just a case of maybe buying the library, which is one of the ones that's sort of gone out there at the moment, one of the ideas floating around, then that does kind of make sense. Mm. But then... For the same reason that WWE buying it would have made sense, which we talked about last year, which was, you know, there's so many ex-Ring of Honor guys that work in WWE and now to the same token in AEW, that having a that owning that library would be really good. And that was something that WWE was quite keen on doing, hence why they bought, you know, Evolve, Progress, mm. um, some of the other ones. Yeah, WXW, um, ICW. Yeah. But when, like, but when people like Seth Rollins said that people in WWE weren't contact contracted uh, contacted to uh, do a tribute at the last Ring of Honor show, and AEW people did, I think that tells you a lot. Yeah, but then AEW's working relationship, whether or not they've been great or not, and whatever uh, other promoters' opinions are of Tony Khan behind the scenes may be. I'd still say he's probably held in a higher favour than, say, a, a WWE is. I mean, we don't really know what is going to happen with the Impact and WWE relationship. If anything, you know, maybe it really was just a case that WWE was trying to find people to put in the Women's Rumble. I think, it, that's what, I think that's what it was. And it just meant that they had to kind of bite the bullet a little bit and not only contact released, you know, talent, but they'd have to contact the... The talent from another company, which also falls under the release talent kind of you know category, but it's a bit bizarre. I don't know. I don't think we're probably going to see much more of that in the time being. At least not now on the build to mania. I think we're going to see 
um, some other things which we're going to come to. Well, some matches have been officially announced for the day for Mania. Yeah, some have been. Obviously, some of those have been as a result of Chamber, which we're going to come to. But, but the, I mean, the problem I have is day one has two women's title matches. Both the women's titles are on the line the same day. I don't think that overly matters as long as you get some women's matches on day two. Well, they got a couple of the matches that are announced but haven't got a date yet. Uh, and one of them is a women's tag title match. Well, there you go. I mean, if they can put... The, I mean, that's kind of has to go on day two, doesn't it, really? I'd have thought so. But, um... But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's he's buying Ring of Honor. Maybe it's something completely different. It could be, you know, a big television deal. It could be just the idea of an AEW network. It could be... There's, <laughs> Probably. The, there is a lot of different ways you can go about it, though, isn't there? I mean, they've got enough content to, to have their own streaming service by now. But, you know, I do like um, the stuff you got on Fight TV, and it is pretty cheap, really. Couldn't like, it be... Like, £4 something a month. Couldn't it be that? Um, talk, you remember they talked about doing a, a um, show at Fulham Club, a football club? It could be they're promoting outside the US for the first time. It could be, but I don't think he would have mentioned on Busted Open Radio something. You know, I don't think he would have said it was it was such a big announcement if it wasn't going to affect the the US could as you, well. It's got to be something that on a more global scale because otherwise, you he would just say we've got big news regarding UK show. Could you could you imagine though if this big news is we had done a punch with WWE? Oh my god! Well, anything's possible, but Tony does deliver. On these promises, so it'll well, be interesting to see what he comes out with. That, uh, that, um, Forbidden Door, Keith Lee promise he kept. Well, yeah, but you know, but it was still good, and both of them were awesome to see anyway. So, you know, it definitely did us a favour as wrestling fans. It was awesome to see it. Well, you say that has Keith Lee appeared in a ring since? No, not since. But you've got a lot of talent at the yeah. moment now, haven't you? So you need to, I suppose, see how you get on with it. Um, well, some something happened on Raw. As last night, as we were recording, uh, it seems like Randy Orton is injured. Mm. He got frog splashed by Montez Ford, and it looked like he landed on, on Orton's shoulder. And yeah, Orton's got a history of shoulder injuries. Achilles so. heel for him, yeah. yeah. I would like to think if this is a storyline injury, if, because I'm not, because obviously sometimes with wrestling you never know. This could lead to the breakup of um, RK Bro. Mm, Is it too early to pull the trigger on that yet, though? Well, you'd want it at least to go to Mania. But I suppose if the if if it is a legit injury, then it calls into question if he's going to be back in time for Mania. Because I I suppose it depends on how bad the injury is. Is any any word on what the actual injury is? uh, Not in the minute, but like I say, it it was a shot injury, and everyone looked concerned. On there was like even. Mantez Ford and uh, going into mm. Randy Orton like are you okay well we'll have to see how that plays out but hopefully he's alright and it's you know it's not something severe but um, or you know if it is a work then awesome that's what we're here for isn't yeah. it I don't know <laughs> but, if, I don't know if they did the X symbol though which is which can be mm, kayfabe yeah, but then you can also use that to work people can't yeah, you they, I remember they did that for Kozlov against I think it might have been Jamie Noble it was like it was one of the smaller wrestlers against Kozlov and they did the X and I don't think it led <laughs> to anything um, in, with other news though this week well should we talk about the MGF promo from last week or do we, we can, yeah that? no we can do that actually if you want I mean 
the MJF promo, I was going to sort of go into it for the Revolution prediction, but yeah, I really like. I, I, there are people online though. It is. It has been a bit split with how people feel about it. Well, the only reason the, the only reason I don't like it is the timing. Ah, oh, I disagree. Because you know, you know, he's going to do something heelish on uh, Dynamite. Even though, even though it is a re- legit, I don't think it will. I think this this goes all the way to Revolution. But again, this is why I was I was going to say prediction. But we can come back to it. MJF just proves that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, the guy's going to be one of the, he is one of the main faces of the company in terms of especially from like a heel aspect. But considering how young he is yeah. and how much longevity he's got, um, there's no there's absolutely no question that guy's going to be he he is one of the futures of AEW if he chooses to stay with that company. But no matter where he goes, he's going to be one of the biggest brightest stars anywhere. Um, like I say, he did a promo. Bit babyface, but why? Why do it now? Well, that's that's what we has. That, yeah, that's, what we, that's what we. That's what we've got to you possibly, find out. Because you, you just know he's going to do something here. I've got a feeling he's going to do something here. This on dynamite. Because when you got this dog color match, and it's supposed to be a brutal, violent match. Yeah, exactly. So you do you cut a promo like that, so that Punk goes easy on him, hesitates, and MJF to, goes you know shows his true colors again and wins. So you say I know it's do predictions like, but you're saying MJF's gonna win. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely he's gonna win. But, but um, we'll come to it. We'll come to it. It's like it's like when they did the MGF Cody uh, storyline and they did like the whipping before the cage match. Mm. And I would have done the cage match before the whipping. But that's just me. I don't know if uh, I just, Yeah, I th- I just think this is one of those where it's been so good so far. It's just best to just sit down, enjoy it, and just let the professionals do what they do. Because it's, I mean, it's been great so far. And this is kind of as, as I thought it would have been, to be fair. You know, it's it's the, it's been absolutely amazing on the mic, back and forth. The match they had was fantastic. Yeah, that well, I mean, that was definitely a standout from AEW. Um, WWE side of things, um, not so much. I mean, obviously, Edge has done what might now be the... An annual tradition of turn heel just before Mania. Oh yeah, uh, on AJ Styles. But on a you know on a side note for that, um, you know you can't. There's nobody out there that can realistically sit down and say that Edge versus AJ Styles isn't a dream match. I don't think we did. But it is a dream match though. Yeah. It was. It wasn't in my top ten. It wasn't in that, I don't think any of us mentioned it. But when you think about it, well, there's so, yeah, but there's so many dream matches, isn't yeah. there? But like. And like we, I think what you said at the time, like there's been so many matches, dream matches that happened like 20 years ago. Yeah. But now it could be different. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be a great showing. But yeah, in terms of the sort of elimination chamber though that's passed. So this is the, that's the last, the last show, last big show before Mania. Yeah, the last, what the is it now called? Premier, it? Premier, Premier live, live event. event. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Stupid name. So, yeah, I mean, because I, I didn't watch it. I've I've just caught highlights of it. But in terms of, like, from our predictions uh, side of things, you did win by two. So I picked Lita. Dumbass. Well, you know. And I picked Liv Morgan. Dumbass. Well, you know. Um, I would have said, uh, because I would have said Lita, but 
No, but I've just. I thought, would have said later, but, but I, was no. just, I just think like I, with the way that Mania builds going, um, <clears throat> Becky's going to lose at Mania. Yeah, I mean that seems likely, doesn't it? I, and I'm I'm all for the Becky and Bianca Belair match because it means she's going to get the the win back that was taken out of her sales at SummerSlam, as we mentioned before. But it's just, it is a bit odd. Isn't it? Because it does really, it does feel like we we've reached Liv Morgan's time, but it almost feels like we're having a retcon. I don't know. I because I do. I'm saying that out loud, and then I'm kind of realising it does sound a bit like well, double standard, you know? Because I'm I'm one of those that's all for long term storytelling. So you know, on in, in the one hand, you can turn around to say yeah, but this whole thing started between Becky and Bianca at SummerSlam and. You know, we fast forward now to Mania, and we're going to get a bit of a payoff match there. Yeah. I, so is that long-term storytelling? I, I, I guess it is. But. I think that was the plan when they did SummerSlam to have this rematch. It's but it's so hard to to look at WWE and say that they have a plan. Oh yeah. That's it's true. so hard. Look at Alexa Bliss. So she returns in that match, and we've not seen her since. Uh no. I what think, has she done? Where is she? I think she's returning in um. I know they've said that she might return in her hometown, but I can't remember when that is. She has fallen into the black hole along with Via and my man Steve Blackman, who should have also appeared by now. But um, wow, well. there's no there's well about there's, there's no well about Steve Blackman. There's, a- <laughs> there's more chance of us seeing Steve Blackman right now than there is of Via. Uh, you say that there might be a gimmick battle royal again at Mania. <sighs> But I don't know. See, you know, that kind of went nowhere. And I, and I just, they, they, they bring people in and then don't really have anything planned. And you do hear all of these stories. Well, you say you say that. They said that about Finn Balor like a month ago. And now he's just won the US title. Yeah. But then how, but, but that doesn't mean that that was planned a month ago. So it's still, the point can still stand. A month ago, they didn't have any plans for him. And then it's took a month for them to be like, well, we'll, we'll put the title on Balor. It does depend on when that plan's made, but that's what I mean. Like, Mania used to sort of feel like, from the rumble, you could see, you know, which feuds were going to build up to it. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, and then there would be the occasional few where, you know, say like Eddie winning the title off of Lesnar at No Way Out, Mm -hmm. for example. That didn't start at the rumble, but, you know, there was still at least some sort of clear direction where things were going. I remember... Booker T eliminating, got eliminated by Kane in 2007, I think it was, Rumble. Yeah. And then Booker T eliminated Kane, but that led to a match at No Way Out. It didn't lead to a Mania match because Mania, Booker T was in the... Uh, yeah, but that makes sense. Bank. Yeah, he was in Money in the Bank and Kane did Kane the thing with Carly. Yeah. But that made sense. It made sense for like a, to build him up. When you do that between Angle and Michaels, yeah. which was the same dynamic for a Rumble in, in 2005, but that made more sense in... In regards to, you know, you've got two... It's, it's, it's Michaels and Angle. That's a WrestleMania match. And yes. it didn't... They did, they wasn't having the match at Mania because of the Royal Rumble incident. The Royal Rumble incident is just what made them collide. But the match itself was about... Literally, it came down to who is who is better. Well, you or um, me. Like, as, as two of the best to ever do it. The- but, but the chamber itself, to, to go back to that... Well, well before we do match. that, before we do that, yeah. um, we talk about uh, Veer. Yeah. If you go on to WWE Raw's Facebook, it'll say, Vin Mahan, come into WWE Raw. Translation, if you want it. Do you know what it translates as? What? Brave is great. 
or as you say on Just Bring It, Brave is great. Brave is great. So I don't know if that's what Veer Mahan means. Brave. Brave is great. Maybe. Because I wouldn't have thought there'd be something to be translated on. Um, well, good... someone's probably done some sort of research on that somewhere. Yeah. You'd, you'd like to think. I mean, shame they didn't do that with Gunter. But um, oh, true. I don't know. I've I, I've caught some of the the highlights of Chamber, and those highlights were mainly the the two big bumps. Yes. One from Austin Theory in that Elimination Chamber match, which was the he- the F5 from the top of the chamber pod into the um, the chains. Pretty nasty bump. Yeah, even though he landed on the pad and they did land feet first, you're still falling from, what, 10 feet? You can still go hor- horribly wrong, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you can still... Mind you, I think it's made the world a difference now having a pad on the floor there, where it, it did used to just be that metal grating. Yeah. And you would just see people getting cut on it all the time. Yeah, because um, do you remember, I think it was CM Punk, wasn't it? Oh, he had a nasty yeah, gash nasty on his cut. leg, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Triple H, I think, had one similar. It must it must absolutely suck to take bumps on it. So, yeah, definitely better how it is now. But, um, yeah, still, that move could, could go horribly wrong in so many different ways. But it is a cool visual. Hmm. And Vince allegedly is quite high on Austin Theory, so... You know. it's, it's funny because he's 24. I think he's about the same age as MGF. Wow. Or maybe about there might be a year different, but still. The amount of stuff they've done in that short amount of time. Yeah. For, um, and all the power to him. I, hopefully he gets a good angle at Mania and a, and a real chance to shine. So I think he definitely deserves it. But the other spot that was a big thing was in the McIntyre match, wasn't it? With oh, him yes. and. Um, Madcap. Madcap, yeah. So what happened with this? Well. Uh, McIntyre was doing his reverse Alabama, Alabama slam. Mm. I don't know what he calls it. But what is Alabama backwards? Um, Alabama. Um, Alabama. Um, <laughs> it's something like it's something stupid. Um, so it's Ama. <laughs> I feel like it should be easy. Yeah. Amabala. Amabala. Google translation. Amabamala. Probably. Probably. I'm, I'm going to accept that. Alabama. Am Alam Amma Lam Amma. Let's just say yeah. it's a reverse Alabama slam. Yeah, just, just yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, which is a de- which is one of those. Well, I, I don't know if people call that a dangerous move because people used to say that the wasteland Wade Barrett's wasteland finisher. People used to say that was a really dangerous move to take. How? Because you can't really protect yourself on the bump. Actually, true. Yeah. Um, now I think you, about it. the momentum kind of like once it takes you around, there's not really much you can do. So, well, any move can be dangerous if you. Well, of course it can. I know, but I suppose, but this one just looks incredibly, like in a good way. But it looks horrific, doesn't it? What the one minute uh, Rick Moss took in a good way. Well, just that move in general just the looks crazy general, because it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, imagine that actually happening to you in real life, and it. I wanted to probably do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, we should say that Madcap Moss landed on his head and neck, and uh, crazy. But uh, somehow, magically, kept on going. And it was, that wasn't the finish. There was like another five minutes or so, I'd say. Because I, I haven't watched the show. So, so he must have been fine. Oh, yeah, he, must have been, he was Cause, fine because he wrestled <laughs> on SmackDown. With WWE protocol, you know, and to give them credit, something like that happens, they will they will call it. Yeah, I don't think this is a Matt Hardy, something of our situation. No. Well, mind you, I mean, that was completely different, wasn't it, in yeah. terms of what how it all came about, but... No, he must have been fine and good because 
<laughs> it looked bloody horrendous, but you know, I suppose sometimes I, if <laughs> that's when wrestling is at its best, if it's something that does look like it's so painful, but but doesn't hurt them. But I, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't say it didn't hurt him. I don't know. But it's kind of what, in a weird was, way one of those things that the detractors will say, "Oh, it's fake," and then you show them that they probably still think it's fake. No, then then all of a sudden the mat's made of sponge, isn't it? So oh. you can't really win. Well, I was but, watching an old WCW ring, and the, the, that noise was a pretty good noise. Actually, another thing I watched WCW related was today on Comedy Central. Baywatch is on. <laughs> yeah, of and it had, you the, it had the Bash of the Beach episode with Hogan, uh, Savage, <laughs> really? Ric Flair, Fader, and uh, yeah. The funny thing about that episode was. It was made in 1995. It was it got shown in 1996, but by the time it was shown, Hogan was in NWO, Vader was in WWE. Wow! And then the next year, Shawn Michaels appeared. But I've noticed I've, I've noticed that episode, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I don't know. Chamber. So it's a Saudi Arabia show, yeah. isn't it? I think that's the. That's, that's one other way to look at it because they are booked differently. Yeah. Um, having uh, Goldberg lose by submission, the first I think the first time he ever lost by submission, probably ever. I'm, yeah. I was kind of surprised at that, to be honest. I wasn't surprised that the outcome was at range one. Obviously, we... Oh, yeah, we all said that. We said that was going to have to happen, but submission, I don't think anybody would have necessarily called a submission. I, the, the, the problem is, is that I think we've just come too far... That I don't really care about it, if if that makes sense. Like I don't really yeah. care that he he tapped out because I'm just not. I just don't buy into Goldberg anymore, which is which ta- is super sad. But I don't think he tapped out. But submissions are submission. Submission, yeah. I mean, pass out, isn't yeah. it? But it's like a TKO, basically. It's like a, it's like a stop. It's a knockout. But it does confirm, obviously, with him winning, you know, defending the title and Lesnar winning the title back off a of bro- uh, off a of Bobby. Of a big bob. Well, to be fair, Lashley was injured and got taken. The funny thing is, he got taken out because uh, Seth did the powerbomb spot onto Austin Fear, I believe it was, into the chamber pod. But I don't think the chamber pod broke. <laughs> and Bobby Lashley had to ha- be knocked out, concussed, but he's got like a shoulder injury from Rumble. But uh. not the best part about that match was, apparently, like when Lashley's chamber was going to be opened, Lesnar. Broke script <laughs> and destroyed the pod, which generally I believe happened because it's probably Lesnar. <laughs> Lesnar can just do what he wants. I mean, he does what he probably what he wants. He can be very entertaining, Lesnar. I'm, I'm enjoying well, I mean, this this more current run with him because it is very different yeah, he, to the other one. He did an interview with Big Pat. Yeah, and it's from what I see, he he has personality. He's been he's, he's shown, probably having to try so hard. Yeah, he's, he's having, but it looks like he's having <laughs> so much fun with this run. I hope he is. Like, I hope he's and, actually having fun and he's not having to just try super hard to be social. Well, the fact he's on social. TV, like, every week now. Well, Which was something strange. we never had. Yeah. Funny that, isn't it? He must be being paid a lot more. I suppose Vince has got the money to pay him a lot more now, but... Well, it does seem like a lot of people get new contracts, like AJ Styles has signed a new contract, Kevin Owens, Summer Zane. Yeah. And it sounds like they're getting a decent amount of money now. Well, they should. so they should. They deserve it. Which means they'll be released in after Mania. God, well, let's hope not. But that is usually the time that they will make some some more cuts, isn't it? But I don't know what they're going to do there. With um, best match of the night, then I mean everybody's 
The best match I ever heard of people... People talking good about Lita and Becky Lynch's match and how good Lita looked. Does it mean that we could potentially see her still in a match at Mania? Uh, what, her and Trish? Well, Trish apparently is coming back. But they'd have to... Well, yeah, but Trish would come back would for we, a match with a, one of the current stars. Would they do... You know, I said there'd be a tag match. They might add them two in a, as a tag team. Hmm. We'll, have, we'll see anyway. But... um. If they are going to do something with Lita, then they, they kind of have... Again, like they'd have to do something soon to get the ball rolling to actually give it a build. Because we're, you know, we're, we're fast approaching Mania, really, now. It's like April 2nd and 3rd, I think it is. Or like, mm. It's like literally a month away. It is like four four weeks away, I think. Mm. Um, well, we're recording this on 1st of March, so... Yeah, yeah, it's basically a month away, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For those that have obviously watched Chamber... Um, let us know what you thought about it if you enjoyed it if you didn't reasons why reasons why not just I wasn't really I just wasn't bothered about it like I am with most WWE shows Mania I don't know again like it really does depend this year but there are a few things that could be happening that's going to amp up the anticipation for it I think so we can come to that the only part the only problem I have is this not because it's Saudi Arabia but because it's kind of it's just not this doesn't bother me. It's just... Well, it's those shows historically have just been more... They are apparently getting better, though. Like, not... Yeah. Maybe. But, the, again, like I've not checked them out now. The best thing that's ever happened at a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view is Titus O'Neil. Yeah. I, and, and that's actually the best thing that's ever happened in that period. Not um, Shawn Michaels kicking Kane's mask off. No. This is better than... Matchroom and Elizabeth at Mania. It's better than Brian winning the title. It's better than Ric Flair's retirement. Which one? Well, the one that didn't last. Which pre, one? The pre the pre TNA one. It's just the best thing that's ever happened. I think there's no wrestling moment as pure as when Titus fell under that ring. Well, we didn't watch it live because we watched Avengers. Infinity War, yeah. Yeah, and then we got we got to your place. And watch just the. When you just watch that match. Well, we, we? Just, we just put it on to like finish watching the show off because we, we weren't watching it again because it's daytime over here for it. But. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah. didn't know, we didn't know anything about no, it. No, I had no idea that was going to happen. And it was Corey Graves' reaction that got me, to be honest. That made it even better than it was. Just Corey completely losing it. And, and the fact just that Byron Saxon no sold it. I don't. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Brian, Byron they, probably it, just didn't know what to do. Well, because they were like, did that just happen? Byron's like, yeah just happened <laughs> yeah that's that's happened no I loved it that was that's my favourite moment in history but, in um, Saudi Arabia no in general okay yeah in general I've got to try and my mind's like you know when you get the head cold and that's what I've got, I've got, I've got to try and focus what we got coming up <laughs> coming up next actually as I'm going to take a little sip of water here is uh, someone that we know definitely won't be at Wrestlemania and it's our boy Cesaro. Mm. What what went wrong here? I mean, so just quickly, before we, we talk about this, Cesaro's contract came to an end. He's not got a 90-day no-compete. He effectively can go wherever he wants as of right now. Um, it might do. But he did not agree uh, a new contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. And so he's um, packed up his bags and he's, he's going to be going on to new ventures. This is Cesaro. 
Yes. What happened? Well, apparently he didn't want to leave. It was just that they couldn't make an agreement. I don't. I think it might be money again, even though like people like let's say Owens and AJ Styles have signed contracts and. More to the point, though, what happened? That's exactly what I mean because that that seems to be the same sort of situation you're hearing about the Cody thing over yeah. in AEW. I think couldn't agree. Wanted more money. Apparently, not worth the money that they're asking. If that's the case with Cesaro, it might be. In, it might be in a promise. <sighs> like after after what happened at Mania. And then he had like I think he had the I think it mainly a backlash the match with Roman. I might be wrong on that one, but um, then that was it. It's just not been the same since. I just I don't I don't know. I do not know what the situation, what what the line of thought was in WWE for Cesaro. I don't know if there's anybody that you could say you dropped a ball with. It's going to be him. Oh yeah, the guy literally has. The it factor, but it seems like it was just never realised. And when you've got the, the the owner of the company a few years back on Austin's podcast on the WWE Network, openly saying that they don't think he he doesn't think that Cesaro basically has the it factor. Yeah. Well, like Vince McMahon himself on his own product in a shoot interview, a rare shoot interview, put Cesaro down like that. Well, you say that interview on Stone Cold. According to Raw, um, Austin Fury said that Vince McMahon hasn't had an interview for like 20 years. Well, <laughs> rewrite your own history, I suppose. Which they did, because if they said Stone Cold, it would be like an obvious hinter. So, mainly, which we'll talk about later. I just, I can't understand where the ball was dropped with Cesaro. Well, it's got to be a mic skill thing. But the guy, he, he can talk. Is he the best talker? Probably not. No. Not at least from what we've heard. Does it really matter? No. Bret Hart really. was never the best talker on the mic. No. Um, is, even though it was a dirty word for them, Brent Wilde wasn't the best talker. No. But they but they could still put on excellent matches but be entertaining to watch in programmes. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I completely get the whole, yeah, you can be a fantastic professional wrestler, but if, if you're not going to draw money, if there's nothing about you as a person... Or your character, if, if it's not just on the mic, if there's nothing about you that can draw money, get people in the seats and get people spending their money and, and excited about your programs. I completely get it. But Cesaro was, man. He always was. And he did well as a heel and he did well as a face. The problem that they always did with Cesaro, they always just lumbered him. And I say lumbered, he, that, like a lot of them worked out and some of them didn't, but they always just threw him into tag teams. It was just like the answer for Cesaro. What do we do with Cesaro? I don't know. Just throw him with that person and make a tag team. It did work. Not all of them, though. But, but, but well, the which, fact one, that, which one didn't work, then? Well, do you want to go in order? So the first one that I can remember, it was him and Tyson Kidd, right? That worked. That did work. Even though, even though it was really short, but it felt like it was there for years. Yeah, it was short, but it worked. He had the other ones that... I'm going to go through the ones that worked, but the bar, obviously, that, that worked. worked. Um... Who else was he with? Shinsuke, was it? Uh, was it him, Shinsuke, and um, Sami Zayn? Am I completely imagining that? I, I feel like you've made up your own faction. There was a Sami Zayn and... Um, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, and Cesaro. Well, I see, I don't even remember that. That was, so, that was two years ago. Well, does that mean that didn't work, then? Uh, well, it was, only, it was only a few months. It was... Only, it was because Sami Zayn wasn't wrestling like Sami Zayn for about three or four months. That's true, yeah. 
And then he went away during COVID, and then when he was IC champion. And... Well, which which other ones can you name that you think worked? I'm going to look at his page and see who he um, tagged with. And it's not a knock on like for the ones that that probably didn't work. That's not knocking Cesaro, but just in general, the guy was always given like he's obviously doing the best, and he did the best he could with everyone. But it it just feels like with Cesaro, it didn't matter how often he proved himself, how often he proved how good he was in the ring, how much the fans would get behind him. He was just never given the torch to run with it. And I just don't, I just cannot understand why. By the way, that Shinsuke, uh, Cesaro and Sami Zayn was called the Artist Collective. Yeah, who remembers that? That was only, that was only a couple of years ago. Um <sighs> Nah. I think if, I think there's only those three. Ain't no one remembering that, I'm afraid. Um, Paul Heyman. That was really a tag team, though. Not a tag it? team, but it was with them. Now, that probably could have done. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, how can we forget him and um, Jack Swagger? Well, I've forgotten it. The Patriot. Uh, what were they called again? The pa- Were they called the Patriots? I mean, that doesn't really make sense, but... The Real Americans. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because he was had that he was um, remember when he came in. But he's Swiss. Yeah, but he came in like to be an American and did the yodeling. Oh yeah. Oh Cesaro, I do remember bits of it. I think I think it was just them three, four teams. But over the course of all these years, man, what what more could he have done to prove himself? What could he have done? Uh, not a lot, because he did everything apart from. Is there, was there ever a point in time you, you was watching Cesaro and Angley was in or something like that and you just thought, I'm sick of this guy? No. No, it was always the opposite. It was always, I wish we could see more of him. I wish we could see him do more. So he won the US title once. He won the Raw Tag Team titles five times. Was a SmackDown Tag Champion. And was the first Andre the Giant Memorial winner. Yeah. And that was, that was to be honest, that was when it looked like they were actually going to push the push him to the moon. Like, it felt like there were big things in his future then. Yeah. And it just didn't go anywhere. And I, I it's, it's just really, it is sad. It's a sad story, but it's one of those bittersweet things where it's like, well, yeah, it's sad that they couldn't utilise him properly, but he's going to go to any company he wants in the world because any company in the world is going to want to pick Cesaro up, surely. And he's going to be able to become a star in any of them. Well, like we say, he's, Possibly going to be on um, AEW this week. He could do AEW. He, he could, could be, do what a lot of people think would be really good with him is, is New Japan. Or, and, or, well, I suppose in Japan in general, but New Japan, like a New Japan or Noah. And regardless if, if Ring of Honor, it does get bought by uh, AEW. Big Tony. Uh, what's Chris Hero doing? I think he's a consultant. He was a consultant to Ring of Honor. They bring back the Kings of Wrestling could do but I just don't think we need to see a tag team again I just don't think we need to see well I, I, know, I keep calling him Cesaro but I know Eddie Kingston's not looking forward to him coming in <laughs> I, I was going to say I think he's going to go back to Claudio unless he does get a completely quite, different name change Claudio. but well no he might not be he might completely change it but some do yeah the Kingston thing then obviously bringing that up do you want to talk about that a bit more well apparently they've had a blood rivalry for since they were in um, PWG of Ring of Honor, one of the two. Which is strange because they're two, in terms of who I, you know, what we like watching, Eddie Kingston and 
Cesaro slash Claudio are two of my favourites for like what I know I'm going to get for different sort of reasons. But I don't know. You never know what's going to happen in wrestling, though, do you? But I think it's just really bizarre that that's apparently that WWE couldn't find enough within their billion pound, well, billion dollar profit to yeah. match whatever Cesaro wanted. And they obviously didn't care enough to try and keep him. Otherwise, they would have done. I mean, there's always a chance he will, but like we say about like um, when um, Gargano left, and then um, with um, who was it uh, at the same time? Carlo Riley oh, left. Riley, yeah. And now that um, Gargano and um, Kenneth Ray's child has been born, which happened last week, I think. Yeah. And uh, Gargano has said he's taken independent bookings, so. We'll see, well, yeah, I suppose we'll see what happens with Gargano going down the line. But congratulations to the, to the both of them as well, then, by the way. Yeah. Their son, Quill, named after Peter Quill, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord. Are they really? Yeah, his name's mm-hmm. Quill. That's really nice news. But yeah, the Cesaro thing is it is strange, but I'm not, I don't think anyone's concerned. Oh, Cesaro, no. is, it's, it's going to be a good thing for him down the road. Wrestling is just a weird. It's a funny place. I mean, like you've got you're gonna have the, you've got the Swiss Superman. Yeah, potentially Cesar, goes over to AEW. The Cyrus Actions is now going to be the Antonio, no, the Claudio Collective. They could call it still the C section. Yeah. So yeah, because I just looked. He's always he's, 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 his his only three ring names he's had are. I can't apologise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they're really. gonna get cut. <sighs> Well, that's the whole point of it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I am really sorry. That's how I was born, anyway. Anyway, so the... Um... <laughs> well, it's, it's only been Cesaro, Antonio Cesaro, or Claudio Castanoli, so... Yeah, well, he could, yeah, but he, he... I don't know. He could do anything he wants, couldn't he? Yeah, but he does what he bloody well wants. He does what he bloody well wants. I know that's the second or third time I've done that in this episode, but hey, give us a fuck. No one. Oh. The Swiss Superman... Potentially leaves WWE for AEW is a rumour. Yeah. And another rumour is that the evil Superman, Cody Rhodes, leaves AEW in favour of WWE. So like two passing ships. We we talked about this pretty extensively last week. It was the day of when the news broke. Last week. That Cody... I think it was last week. Yeah. Oof. That Oof. Cody had... Um, uh, Cody and Brandy had announced that their their departure from All Elite Wrestling and at the time when we talked about it speculated a lot about whether or not this was going to be a work yeah um... and it was one of those seeing is believing and all this this that and the other but I think as the week's gone on it looks more and more likely that it really is the case that they have gone it does it it did kind of help that um, WWE mentioned Cody slightly. They've dropped their own little hints, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, because before The Miz announced that it was going to be tagging with um, Logan Paul, he said his partner comes from a fighting family and is dashing. Yeah. On Twitter, they said that um, Edge's opponent had smoke and mirrors. But do you know they're, what? They're you dropping know what? all the little bits in there. Do you know what? I keep getting recommended on YouTube Cody Rhodes things. Yeah, I'm I am. Not, I'm not 
I've not looked for Cody at all. From WWE as well. So not- the Cody Rhodes things that are coming up on, on my YouTube, the algorithms change so that I'm getting old interviews with Cody Rhodes with WWE. I'm getting, um, you know that John Cena video where he's doing the song? Yeah, the song. I've got that one. I've had um, yeah. the dashing, dashing, dashing Cody Rhodes entrance. Yeah. Um, when he threw the briefcase... I've got Cody Rhodes responding to being fired in oh. like the in you know an angle one yeah. with him and Goldust. Yeah, like like I said, they've definitely. But I'm thinking, there's no. Why is it coming with all this? I don't like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm not flooding, a fan. Flooding your YouTube. Well, Brandy doesn't come up. We co- we covered we covered a lot of it last week, as it was, um, from the work perspective. The news that's more of the news that's come out is more to do with the fact that he. He, it looks very likely that he is heading to WWE and that Vince wants to do something with him at WrestleMania. Not as in personally, but wants Cody involved at WrestleMania. And the backstage uh, rumours and the sources, and these, these are things that have all been reported by um, you know Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful, all of the normal sort of outlets out there. Um, Vince McMahon is going to be treating this as a big deal. Yeah. But although a deal may not already be completely in place at the moment, I think the term that was used was that they, they were essentially waving the flags of victory. Because if this is true, Ash, mm-hmm. and we did say last last time this would be potentially the first, excluding people like Mercedes Martinez and yeah, Cora and Jade, this is the first big, major defection of of somebody you know a prominent star in AEW jumping ship to WWE it's the first instance of it and not only is that somebody jumping ship from AEW to WWE it's an EVP it's one of the, the one of the founding members no less yeah not the four pillars <laughs> the four pillars but the one of one of the founders one of the founding fathers if you want to if you want to put it that way and I think that's huge, man. Like, if WWE have pulled this off, the only thing I will say, though, and again, Cody has to make the decisions that's right for him. Whatever's happened between him and uh, him and Tony Khan is their business. It seems pretty clear that for whatever reason they couldn't negotiate a deal. It seems pretty likely that that was a financial reason. Cody wanted more than Tony was willing to offer. Yeah. Now, when you look at it like this, Cody could go anywhere, realistically. Yeah. But he's going to go, if rumours are correct, he's going to go to WWE. The whole... And it's it's just ironic, isn't it? With revolution around the corner, and Cody is the one that told us the revolution will be televised. He's a founding member of the revolution founding member of AEW. The first one to really take the big jabs at WWE on air in AEW. The one that seemed most likely to want a war, yeah. which was also backed up recently in an interview that um, FW Online did with uh, Kenny Omega, where he kind of, he didn't, and he didn't put Cody down, but he did just say that, you know, look, I think we had different visions of, what we wanted this to be. We wanted an alternative, but we were never interested in going to war with Vince McMahon. Cody just seemed a lot more in that mindset that he was it was gonna be us and them mentality, is how he worded it. Yeah. 
So for the one that seems to have wanted to anchor for it the most, then jump ship. I think that's huge. But I think that's dangerous too. Yeah, it could be... Um, it could be like Vince Russo when he went to WCW and how they how he, apparently he was the reason why WCW lost so much money and went downhill. That's not... But that, but well, that's, that's not going to happen in WWE. Vince no. is not going to allow Cody to... Cody's not going to get creative control in WWE. I don't think anyone ever has a creative control no. in WWE. No. They're, but they have creative input. They've not, they've not had... He's not going to get this. He's not going to. He's not going to have creative control. I don't know what's going to. Sw- I don't know what swayed it for him. It must be a lot of money, because what what I mean in, in terms of it being dangerous, by the way, is more in terms of his knowledge. Like he knows the inner workings of AEW. Yeah. Better than probably most people there on the account that he was an EVP. You know, the guy's um, going to know about people's contract situations. He's going to know about. He's going to have more contacts that maybe they don't have within the industry. He's going to be able to use maybe his influence with... If he's got good relations with people still in AEW, and he's like, oh, actually, do you know what, guys? It's actually all right over here now. Maybe you should jump. He could be responsible for people, you know, more people jumping over if Cody goes over. Because we they've built this idea that WWE is the, you know, is hell. AEW's heaven. You know, you want to go to the right place because it's where if you're going to where you're going to spend the rest of your career. You know, you want to spend it in the, in the good place, right? Yeah. But if he goes over and he's like, no, it's actually not that bad. Well, then and was, if people jump over, then what? What are you going to do? There was that internet idea about how the people that were getting released or well, not released, but like the contracts not being renewed from AW would join Cody in like a as a stable. But <laughs> That's, it's not going to work like that. Well, no, I, especially I, with one apparently. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I don't, well, I say I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what the, what could have possibly been on the on the table for Cody to basically abandon his mission. And again, you know, and, and we, and mental health is a, is a big thing. And because Kenny was saying it himself in that interview, you know, if, if he agrees that if you ever find yourself, at, you know, in a, doing something that, eventually you're not enjoying anymore then you need to leave you need to get out of that situation because it, you need to take care of your your health yeah both definitely. physically and mentally and within wrestling that can be very difficult because you know if, if that is all you know and a lot of people that really is all they know and if you start to not enjoy doing that then obviously history has shown what can happen yeah and it's never usually good i mean uh, but for at- cody if he really was in in that dark of a place in AEW, what on earth caused it he had the world at his feet at one point. But yeah. it seems as though that the him not turning heel wasn't a work all along. It really was he just did not want to turn heel. So why keep going talking about it? Well, maybe this is what's devalued him. Because if... To- like, think about it, right? If Tony wanted to, he could have rolled over the contract for a year... Because Cody had one of these contracts like the Bucks did and Kenny, um, I think Kenny does, and and Jericho did, where after the three years, he can roll over to another year automatically. He didn't have to renegotiate with them, but he could roll over. Cody had the same thing in his contract. He just just chose not to do it. Tony Khan could have done it, and he didn't. Which, Which seems to indicate, as everybody else has already said online, that Cody's lost his value. 
And he's lost his value potentially because ever since the Agogo stuff, which mm. we've said before, people souring on him, people turning on him, people not being interested because Cody was really off on his own, in his own world, doing his own thing away from everything else. I wasn't interested by a lot of it. And then when it would get interesting, it was that whole, well, if he would turn heel, this would be so much better. And then he wouldn't, like the Malachi stuff. Yeah. You know, and it just and it just was never happening. So could you, could does, you, does he lose value? Yeah, kind of. Maybe he does. Could you say that was a disgusting uh, professional tactic, using the racism? Cool. Do you know what? Actually, yeah. Yeah. I think it was... I, I, I don't... That's more. That's what. I know. Obviously, getting rid of wrestlers during a pandemic, and when you're making money, and you're saying you're possibly saying budget cuts, but, but like for, I said, in terms of you're promoting not, you're not, something you're not promoting within, it. yeah. I don't know. I don't think he meant it like that. I think he just didn't. It, it, I think he just misread that. Before but it, we get, it was before, bad. Before we get on, I just remembered someone something that's happened. Remember when we first brought back this? When we first started, as we are now, mm. about Drake Maverick. Yeah. He's come back to WWE. Oh yeah, he has. I've yeah. I was actually going to mention that in the intro, and I completely forgot. But I, I just, had it, I just remember, it just pops in my head. A backstage theme. Yeah. Uh, but a backstage role he's got, isn't it? He's probably going to get really some sick. words are just going to come out of me tonight that just don't make sense. Oh, they all do to me. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Oh man, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It is, but I've got the feeling that in about a few months' time, that like they do. Well, but do you know what? That's on his on his head, be it. Because if they release him again, a third time, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you know. Yeah, whatever. But people have to make their own decisions, and it's it's not up for us to say because we're not in their shoes. But the Cody thing is is honestly fascinating, but probably for the wrong reasons. As far as we're aware, Brandy still isn't a part of this potential WWE deal. Cody is and would be looking to be brought in as a big deal if reports are true, as we've said, and in time for WrestleMania. In yeah, terms of what angrily works, we don't know. It's either going to be Mania or the night after. Yeah, I think it'd probably be Mania at this point now, wouldn't it? I don't think that... They, the night after WrestleMania isn't really what it was anymore. The last few years, the same sort of thing, really. No. So. Um, but the... Um, the implications are huge. He could give a lot of information about AEW. The door supposedly is open for him if he ever wants to make a return to AEW. But honestly, got to look at this from a fan perspective as well. Yeah, if the guy was truly miserable, if the guy was really unhappy and thinks he's going to be happier somewhere else. Oh, yeah. More power to him. As a human being, more power to him. But don't ever, ever, ever try and cut some sort of heartfelt promo and tell me that you're you're gonna you're here for the revolution and you're here for the fans and you're here, you're starting this company for and then as soon as you couldn't get what you wanted, because guys like Punk came through the door and started getting paid more, and all these other guys started coming in that were already bigger stars, you noticed that you became more expendable, couldn't get what you wanted. And then just walked out. Because if you were really here to try and change the world, it wouldn't have always been about the money. It would have been about the product, the overall bigger picture. And it hasn't felt that way for a long time in AW. It's felt like it's tried to be the Cody show for a long time in AW. 
and that was the bigger problem. And that's why we was trying to be optimistic with it, thinking, well, if it's going to be because he's going to turn heel, then it's it's an amazing work and it's been done really. Actually, technically, it's genius. But no, we didn't want to do it because of the community outreach stuff. Cool, I get it. I get that. But would, you, but you're still a professional wrestler. Yeah. Would it be funny if he does turn heel when he debuts in WWE? I don't know, man. I don't know what. Would it be do. funny, or would it just because be... he's not going to? Yeah, because he's not going to have all of this control, is he? Like he's not going to be able to go off and do all of his own stuff. I mean, I, I imagine if he is signing a contract with them, he must have got them to agree that he can do X amount of things in it, like on his own stuff. Mm. Because there's no way a guy like Cody's going to be able to go back there now and try and take all these orders from people. Be handed scripts. Yeah. Well, for a promo. First thing he's got to do if he does sign with WWE is fix Triple H's chair. <laughs> that's the dream match, isn't it? I suppose that's what well, it depend- that's what people will want to see. It depends if Triple H can wrestle because I'm hearing reports like that he can't because of his heart. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Things he might not step a foot through. He might not step step a foot through WWE's door. Yeah, but it. it's just it was... too many reliable sources seem to indicate that he is going. And he did talk to DDP about things, but I don't know what was said if it was like, um, I would say about the troubles. That we're talk- that we're He's, he, there are, obviously, there's going to be people out there that know, but again, it's their business. And so it's, you know, it's not really for us to know, but I'm sure more will come out as time goes on, because these sort of things always do. Yeah. Someone will spill the beans. But there is no way, after those statements put out by both AEW and by Cody, because it was just like the Big Swole thing, where it was like nice and civil both sides. And actually, underneath it all, nah, I'm not buying it. There's bad blood there. But there is no way Cody is ever, ever going to be able to stand there again and try and get people to believe that he does this for any other reason than himself. And I'm not even bothered by that. It's a business. You yeah. need to go out there and make money. But no, don't, definitely. But don't work us to that point where it's like, yeah, you've given you you you've given us this company. You're one of the reasons that this company now exists. But because you couldn't get what you wanted, you're going to walk out the door. Well, actually, if he was if he did things differently, maybe behind the scenes, maybe we'd you know maybe he'd have been in a different place. But yeah. who knows, man? Who knows? But there's there's time for everything to be sorted out, and we'll. Probably by the time we uh, record again, we'll find out a lot more. Well, by the time we record again, we may have some more names for the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Cody Rhodes probably isn't going to be one of them. No. Um, but, um, yeah, this is cool, man. I like this a lot. Yeah, this is something I forgot I forgot about. It. I remembered this yeah. after we recorded the last episode. It's like, oh shit, we we got to mention about the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Completely forgot about it. It's yeah. just one of those things. But Although I think the, the list is actually settled for now, but they, they might add another one later on. So have they, have they confirmed that they're going to add any more? I believe or? this is the... these This list is it. Which okay. is, I think it's enough for the first one. Well, the, the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame then, so it's to kind of celebrate the, the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Of the company's existence, obviously founded in 2002. They're going to go for the Hall of Fame. Um, they're inducting... How many members is it? Is it Where's six? the Briscoes? So the Briscoes, Brian Danielson. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I mean, CM this Punk. is stacked already, isn't it? Yeah, and CM, CM Punk. Punk. That's it. So it's just the four acts. Yeah. It's going to be aired, then, I would imagine, on Fight TV. And like I, well, like I said, it's funny how it's non-contracted WWE people so far 
But these names do deserve it. They're all of them absolutely deserve it. Especially Briscoes because they've been there since day one. Yeah. But then all 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 four acts there would be like the headline kind of they'd be top of the billing, wouldn't they, for something like that? Yeah. But I'm looking forward to this one a lot just because these are guys where like their story is going to be so interesting. Mm-hmm. And you've got three of them that have been Ring of Honor, WWE, AEW, and they've got and obviously everything else in between, but. No, I know it's about the careers in Ring of Honor, but they've it's such a wealth of knowledge there now, isn't it? And all of these stories. I just imagine there's going to be some really interesting ones to come out from everybody. But the Briscoes, what we've said before, one of the only probably mainstays of Ring of Honor yeah. from day one. And I don't know. I can't think of anyone else who's been there. Well, there's people. There might be like people behind the scenes, like Delirious, who was wrestler and a booker. I don't know if they they count because. <laughs> Feels like everyone left and came back at one point, or yeah. But in terms of stuck it out the whole way through, I think it's just the Briscoes. Because WWE Hall of Fame's been announced as with Taker at the minute. Which yeah, is... that, that is long overdue. Yeah. To be fair, it is long overdue. Uh, people have called for just Taker being on his own, but they won't because uh, I've heard it's not going to be just him. Because they have to have a woman. They have to have a tag team. They have to have all these. All these people come in, and I think they easily could do an hour-long Hall of Fame. Well, at this point, well, it doesn't need to be the big thing now, does it? Ric Flair's speech was about an hour long, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's what I mean, like just maybe have two or three, and just let them talk as long as they want, then as well. But I don't know, man. Depends how they want to do it. But yeah, the actual Ring of Honor one is going to be awesome, yeah. and. There's so many guys over the years that you could you could put into it, but again, it's going to be really hard with the WWE guys because you know you could put a Rollins in there, Tyler Black, yeah, but obviously under WWE contract doesn't look like that's probably going to but happen. But if like, like same as Owens, yeah, but like we said earlier, if Tony Khan's bought it and they 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 probably won't want, even though there was they were talking there was the talk a while ago, weren't there, about WWE and. AW being in a kind of broken relationship, but I think that's more. They yeah. could be on WWE stuff, and I just don't. Yeah, these sort of working relationships. It's I don't know. It depends if Ring of Honor want to reach out to them, but it, but then it depends on Tony's announcement and if that impacts Ring of Honor. So who knows? Who knows? Or impacts impact. <laughs> yeah. All this talk, though, Ashley, of people jumping ship, AW to WWE, WWE to AEW. Briscoe's never leaving. Yeah. There is um, some drama, believe it or not, from the GCW camp. Drama? There's some drama. You say drama? I say drama because there is some drama. So Atticus Cougar was uh, scheduled to take on John Moxley for the GCW World Championship at spring break. Oh, Jordan had a spring break, which is... Which is Many a weekend usually, right? Uh, it's going to be a, weekend? I think a roundabout. Oh, is that blood sport? That's many a weekend. Supposed to be having the match there. Supposed to be challenging for the title, but now isn't. Do you know much of what's gone on here? No, because you only told me before we started. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's something, she'd be like, "Oh, they won't job to Moxley or Moxley won't." Oh no, it's it's not that. It's not that. This is this is a lot more juicy by the looks of it. Uh, long story short, here. 
it's not going to be Atticus challenging for the title anymore. It will be Moxley versus AJ Gray. From what it seems to be at face value is that Atticus Cougar has essentially walked out on GCW. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the sort of relationship is between him and Brett. Can they walk out? Because they're not, they're not contract arrested, right? Well, it seems to be, from what we can tell, is that he's not he's, he's been unhappy with the way he's been booked in GCW. And he's there's this new promotion that's opened up down in LA called Circle Six. Right. This promotion is headed up by um, a guy that Brett sacked recently. Now, what seems to probably have happened is that there's been... Uh, I'm going to put air quotes poaching. Okay. Of talent. Now, they, being GCW in this instance, seemingly have offered Atticus a title match at spring break to try and keep him. At least that's how it looks. Again, this is at face value. It's how it looks, is that they offered him this title match. He's been unhappy with the booking given him this world title match against Moxley to try and keep him in the promotion. Um, but he's effectively, he said no. And he's, uh, realistically, he's going to be like the face of Circle Six okay. at the moment. So he's one of those guys, again, it's kind of in trend with this whole Cody stuff and everything else where, like, knowing your worth kind of thing and seeing your worth. But he, he believes he's, he's worth a lot more than how he's been presented within GCW. But the guy who has, again, poached Atticus, also wanted Nick Gage. Didn't Nick Gage sign a contract? Which then led to Brett signing Nick Gage the first ever GCW contract. Yeah, I thought I saw, I know I saw that. But it looks as though that could be a reason why that's happened. Because it's not GCW, like you're right, GCW doesn't do contracts. It's just never been that way. And I don't think... It doesn't look as though there's any plans in the very near future for it to become that kind of organisation. I know that, like we said, I still think GCW is going to have one of the biggest years ever, and they are the promotion to watch this year, certainly. Mm. But I can't see that the contract thing is going to change anytime soon for them. But it it seems to kind of add up, like the pieces fit. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a bit weird, but Atticus is like Atticus is a big name. In GCW, and he's he's a huge, like he's a huge deathmatch guy. Like within that scene, Atticus is one of the guys. Right. Nick Cage has got that longevity for sure, but Atticus is is one of the rise, like the top stars. Yes, that's true. In that scene, he is. He absolutely is. So it's gonna it's a big blow for GCW. But again, I don't, I just don't I don't know what the the situation is behind the scenes between him and Brett, and maybe you know, everything else. I just don't know. But it looks as though the two are probably going to be done professionally, at least for a while. I suppose it depends on, on what happens down in LA. Possibly. You never know what could happen with that. Well, exactly. I mean, look, you've got Cody potentially going back to WWE. <laughs> oh, yeah, but <laughs> this is a little, bit, in, little bit different. This is a little bit different, but anything. But the point is anything you can happen. You might be joining Cody in that group I was on about. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, it's just... Not very. It's not too often you see some sort of like drama like this happen within, you know, a company like GCW. But there's beef. There's beef between organisations and between individuals. But that's how some of the best eighties and nineties hip hop tracks were born. 
So well, that's how the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> Maybe it just leads to some good, some good. The shit ultra-violent down the line. war. The ultra. To be honest, man. I mean, if that was done right, I'm here for that. But Spring Break, of course, will be airing on. Uh, well, part two will be airing on Thursday, the thirty-first of March. And so that is mainly a weekend. Yeah, part mainly a week. Kind of, yeah, mainly a week. And part two is going to be on first of April. Or is it? Maybe it's April Fools. Yeah. Maybe Atticus shows up anyway. It's all just a joke. All just one big April Fools. We should probably then talk we're gonna go into some rumours. Let's do our rumours. This is WrestleMania rumours. Yes. There's a couple. The two oh, biggest yeah. ones. You said last week about Stone Cold Steve Austin returning to the ring and I laughed at you. I'm, yeah. s- I'm going to continue to laugh, although, again, this seems to be picking up weight and steam. Well, the fact of the matter is that Kevin Owens keeps this in Texas. That I, I don't buy into it from that. I mean, it's more from the point of view that, again, more sources are supposedly convinced that Austin will be signing. I mean, the thing is, he doesn't really need to do a lot. He just needs to do a stunner, to really, for me, and that'd be it. The pop. Do you think it'll be like um, the John Cena um, Undertaker from Mania 34, where it doesn't happen, we don't get officially announced until uh, until Mania? That could I be can't enough. see how they'd want to do that. This would be Austin's first match in nearly 20 years. You'd have to advertise for it. You'd have to. Well, you could easily have Kevin Owens just do something on day one, and then on day two comes out again. No, you'd have to advertise for it, mate. You, you absolutely have to. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Think of the amount of people that probably don't watch wrestling anymore, but used to because of Stone Cold. And the news comes out, oh, Stone Cold's going to have a match. Like people, of, of course, people are going to tune in for it. Yeah, that's true. But um... but they absolutely. I don't think that they could also if they if Austin does have a match, they cannot do what you said there about Cena and and Taker. And have it be that quick because no. people are going to be so pissed off if after twenty years, basically, and I'm not putting it past WWE to do it. Like I think they probably would, but would you not be really, really annoyed? Twenty years, and after what was almost really a perfect send-off between him and The Rock as a final match at WrestleMania 19, one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Your yeah. personal favourite. Yeah. My second favourite, because 17 pisses on it, but no, that's neither no, here nor no. there. Um, we're not doing a top 10 now. We're not going <laughs> to argue about something that's a fact. <laughs> no, but seriously though, it is. It's one of the best manies of all time. And it's one of the best retirements that, that wasn't a retirement, but was a retirement. Because some people knew it would be, some people didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and for him to for him to wait now, and his, his concern has always been that he didn't want to basically stink the joint out, as they put it, right? He has gone. He has done a stunner pretty much every time he's appeared. It's, it's not difference like he's, between hitting a stunner though in one segment and having a full on match. But then again, look at it's not the same. But when Taz and Joey Lawler had that match in one night stand, those six, mm-hmm. it was just basically a Taz mission. Yeah, but that Gold- is com- that is completely different. And Goldberg, really, some of his matches just been a spear, jackhammer. Yeah, but but that's completely different too because Goldberg didn't have traditionally Goldberg didn't have long matches. Like in WCW, Goldberg really did steamroll the roster. That's how he got over. 
it was it was when he was being made to have these longer matches, particularly at the at the start of his first WWE run, that it was starting to expose him. Yeah, because he couldn't keep up. He didn't have the stamina for it. Well, near, near the end of WCW's run, as well. But it like, showed though. Yeah, it did show. Goldberg's better off having those matches, but Austin could tell good stories, really good stories in longer matches. Um, I think it'd be awesome to see him in the ring because. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like I, I honestly love Stone Cold. He is he is one of the best of all time. There is no debate. Yeah. To the same token, it's kind of like the Taker stuff, isn't it? Which he's also been open about himself. It's like it's not it's not up to anybody else but that person when to retire. But like when you start seeing that they're losing a step, it's like it's it, it is harder. Because it's just like, oh man, like he's, he's just like the, the harsh reality is it's just like he's he's just not what he used to be. But I don't know because we've seen a trend of people coming back out of retirement. Edge has done it and it's worked. Yeah, but Edge wasn't out for t- twenty years. Bret Hart, are you? Well, yeah, but it depends what you're referring to there. What the McMahon one at Mania? Then he, that did, yeah, but that did not work at all. But then later that but, year he won the US title. Yeah, I know, but. And he, but that wasn't, re- but it's not really, but it wasn't really Brett though, was it? And let's face it, again, that's a completely different situation. Yeah, I think I don't think Austin's going to be on seven chair because he's knackered. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but Austin's not had the health issues that Brett's had. No, but the neck injury Brett, was bad. The neck injury was bad, but he carried on. He was still, he still carried on after that, and then had a good career after that. Had a great career after that. Yeah, Brett was Brett's completely different. I mean, his injuries ended his career effectively, and then he had all these other health problems. You know, by the time he'd come in for that Mania match, he was a different man. And yeah, it was a shame, and it was it is one of the worst matches in WrestleMania history. Like it just is. But that doesn't then it doesn't take away all the you know the fact that Bret Hart is is himself one of the best of ever to do it. True. So maybe this could be yeah. the same for Austin. You know, he might come out here and. I mean, Michael's. Michael's coming for that silly tag match. Yeah. Like you said about kicking Kane's mask off. And, mm-hmm. you know, he would have wished it had just left it at, at Mania where Taker retired him. But but, is that old... but again, it didn't It didn't impact his, his legacy, I suppose. No, so it's... That old quote that no one in wrestling ever retires. That's true. Steamboat came back, Mania 25. That worked, though. That worked. And he was on but... fire. He was great. But then again, you do have Piper and Snooker, like. But they couldn't really do as much. No. Steamboat really did steal the show with that one, but I don't know. I just don't know if I necessarily want to see it. I think Owens would be really. I mean, Owens is going to be a great opponent for him, if it is, because Owens is isn't. He'll take all the bumps. Or bump. Or, or yeah, if it's going to be one and done, but he'd take all the bumps, wouldn't he? I mean, yeah. if it's going to happen. I'd I'd want to be really optimistic because it is stone cold, but I just and I'd like to think it's one of the reasons why Kevin Owens stayed, not just because of money. But then again, it is wrestling business, and it's, it's it's yeah, business is business. But if but the other thing is, I just I don't know because if it is going to happen, like it's got to be like if they do, a, it's got to be promoted longer because it's 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 a month away. Yeah, and if they if there was a episode of the Austin show, I spoke at Broken Skull Sessions. Before, like, I know it's just in with Ron Simmons, but if they didn't want to, they recorded another one and had Kevin Owens beat him up. Like I said, kind of thing would I want to see. Yeah. 
But I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see. It's picked up a bit of traction, hasn't it? But I don't know if they'll do another, like if they do a Raw before many in Texas or not. But that could be a. Uh... I don't know. Because if we if we don't see anything within the next week or two, but like I say, he... I'm just going to have to imagine it's not happening. The thing is, he did turn up on Raw this week with a cowboy hat. Yeah. So it could be JBL. I just don't. I just think it could be. Could imagine be, if it was just JBL. Do you think it, it could just be what they did at Mania Thirty Two, which was I think the, Austin just comes out and gives him a stunner. Where? And that's what I said last week. I, I don't think. I still don't think it's going to be a match. I think it is just going to be a segment. But it could be just like Stone Cold gives him a stunner. Shawn Michaels gives him a super kick. JBL does a clothesline from hell. It could be that's like any, everyone who's in Texas. The only other way it might go down is how The Rock's last match technically has gone down. When he comes out and does an impromptu match with Eric Rowan yeah. and beats him in seconds. Because, that would be it. And that was the, But then is that really good is that really a good thing for Rowan? And that was the same venue, weren't it, Mania thirty two? Yeah. Dallas, right? Yeah. And yeah. the thing the funny thing is everyone The Rock's the only one that's not been talked about, but during his match with Goldberg, Roman did the rock bottom. Yeah. And also, The Rock did make a, a bit of a wink-wink-nudge-nudge nudge statement on Twitter more recently after his... Um, obviously, he was at the uh, Super Bowl, wasn't he? Yeah. And he he did, like... He said, and the millions. And Which somebody you- on Twitter had said, like, oh, I was really hoping you was... Like, along the lines of, like, I was really hoping you'd say, yeah, millions. And he came back to him and was and basically just said, oh, don't worry, the, the and millions with the pause is coming. Yeah. Well, did you see that so, the XFL and NFL are going to be working together? That's cool. See, there you go. That's a forbidden door. That, that's a proper forbidden door. That's the that, real that, would, that, would not, <laughs> that would not have happened if Vince was the owner. No. Oh, man. Dwayne kicking down doors. But, but speaking of Vince. Yeah, speaking of Vince. Good segue, Ash. Nice one. Yeah, first time for everything on the show. <laughs> Vince McMahon. 78 year old Vince McMahon. Could be having a match at WrestleMania. With Pat, Big Pat, Big Pat, you went to see him McAfee. No, I can't. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. I, again, I don't. I just don't. I can't see this happening. I do think it's gonna be Austin Fury though, because the way that like you know I said about Austin Fury said on Vince that oh you're gonna be on Pat's show this week, and the last time you did an interview, you uh, was twenty years ago, and you nearly beat that guy up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's actually really what we're going to get is Vince and Austin. We never had it at Mania, which I think it could have easily done. So we're talking about the last shoot interview we did, which was actually with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And they think that they're booking Vince and Austin Theory, but it's Vince and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then they got confused and put Austin Theory. And then Pat McAfee's just there. To face um, Kevin Owens. To face Kevin Owens. This is weird. It's also weird (laughs) because Pat's on SmackDown... Everyone else is on Raw. Yeah. It could be Corey Graves, actually. What, Pat versus Corey? Yeah, commentator v. commentator. I mean, I'm up for seeing Corey back in the ring. He's, again, he I has just, said, I just he don't has know said, when they're going to start bringing all of this into fruition. Corey has said, he is, he is cleared. He's just not used him yet. He was cleared before the Rumble. Did, so. have you, speaking of Corey, have you seen his trailer with him and Carmella? There was a trailer for their show. Uh, yeah, it's it's look, what is it called? It's just called Corinne Carmella, yeah. isn't it? Ninety five percent of the trailer was sexual. Really? About, about basically how they're going to fuck in the shower, how they're going to fuck in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the 
They show you coming out as dildos. That's not, that's not very PG. No, but they show you Kirk dildos. Oh my God. Carmella. Yeah. Dear, oh dear. Princess of Staten Island. Is she still called that? <laughs> well, it shouldn't be now. She's waving her dildos about on TV. Yeah. Dear, oh dear. Well, no, I, just, look, I don't know. I, 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 if Vince can take a bump at 78 years old, regardless of what any, you know, and what I personally think about him and everything else, um, fair play to the bloody bloke. <laughs> <laughs> basically he's nearly 80 years old if he's going to take a bump then fair play to him but um, is it really necessarily what you want to see um, no it's, I, I think it's just hype to get people talking but we'll see what, and we'll which see. works because we're talking about it yeah, but, we'll see but I, I don't care to actually see it I'd rather see Corey, I'd rather see something like a Corey and Pat where Corey could get something out of it or if at least Pat was you know if if because that's the whole point of a work, isn't it? Yeah. The whole point of having that work there is that it it does something for somebody. It has a it has an end goal. It has a purpose. There's no point working someone for the sake of working them when it doesn't have an end game. The trouble is with WWE is that that is oftentimes what happens because Definitely. it's how that product seems to sort of operate. But I don't know. I just think that it could they have a bit of a similar issue with New Japan where. Slightly different, but like we said, we speculated maybe certain travel restrictions and things would have maybe prevented, you know, some of the American guys coming over. But then Rocky Romero was there, so I don't know. I can't really... I, I don't well, think it probably lot, would have been that. Well, he, he, but you had a lot of the people from day one on day two, and WWE's not going to do that, presumably. No. So if you have to start bringing out Austin and McMahon... I'd rather have that, if I'm honest. I would rather have Austin and McMahon... If you're gonna do it, but if you ha- if you had to, if you had to have them both, then I'd I, I'd probably prefer that. But if Austin gets a pot over, you know, a Kevin Owens, then great. He won't. You'd have to. It, you've got to. I I love Austin, but it, like it's not his time now, and it's time that we start making real stars in WWE, and we stop clinging to the past. But that's just wrestling in general at the minute. Well, kind of, but then. I think it's always been like that, isn't it? No, not always. I made stars with Cena and Orton and Batista. But they still use them. They're kind of getting there with Roman, aren't they? I mean, it's, it's going a lot better now, but nothing like it was, man. Not not in terms of star power. Nothing like it was. And that's why everybody has to come back for Mania. That's why Goldberg will be there. That's why we're still getting Lesnar. But I am, I'm, I'm still interested with the Roman... Brock situation. It's just that because it's a unification match and they're probably going to get rid of the universal title. Well, the other rumour is is that they're going to get rid of the universal title and then replace it with a different world title. The world heavyweight title. But that might be just an internet theory, but... Well, what else can you, what else can you do? Cause Unless you have count. a Smackdown and a Raw world champion. But they might... Cause, could they end this brand split again? Always a possibility, and that was that was rumored recently too. Which is funny when they just brought back GM mode. <laughs> I know. I don't know if they're going to keep the brands, then it makes sense to just have maybe a Raw World Champion, a SmackDown World Champion. But because they've thinned the herd so severely in the last, you know, one and a bit years, and like we said, it's likely that more will come after WrestleMania because that is their usual spring cleaning, as it as it were. Yeah. Um, 
you know, at some point, you, you, your roster's probably not big enough to have two brands worth when you've got mid-card championships as well. So maybe you do just have the one world champion. Uh, maybe you do. Maybe you do. But we'll see. But would that mean that Roman would lose his... If Roman wins, which... Which I he will. Think, I think he will. He will. Does that mean that his title reign will end and he will start a new title reign? If the Universal title... If the Universal title does get dropped. Mm. Good point, yeah. Probably would. Technically, it'd have to, wouldn't it? But I, d- I doubt they'd look at it that way. They'd yeah. probably just carry it on, wouldn't they? But yeah. there is another rumour, actually, that I deliberately didn't put down on the notes for you. Go on. Because I wasn't sure if you'd have seen this, as it was more Twitter-related. All right. Recently released, and that is now in air quotes, mm-hmm. Shane McMahon. Ah, uh, I know what you're on about. <laughs> so Shane, I think, does still work for the company in an, in a capacity, just not with the talent in in that sort of role. It must be much more of a back office type thing, right? Yeah. Now, <laughs> he, he tweeted Hulk Hogan and asked if he had one more match left in him. Yeah, because Shane and his kids were at uh, New York Rangers, which is uh, basketball in Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. And he had a picture of Hogan. <laughs> and yeah, basically asked, do, do you have a match in you? If uh, if this year's WrestleMania marquee matches consist of Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Goldberg... Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. Trish Stratus. Not there's anything wrong with with uh, with a lot of those names, but if we have to bring these people in for a WrestleMania, then there's a problem, isn't there? There is a, there is a bit of a problem. There is, man. Yeah, there just is. But um, I don't want to see it, so we'll, well just leave it there. But did you did you see who answered the call? Who answered Shane McMahon? No, I didn't see as far as who answered that, no. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Now, there is a guy that I would like to see maybe have one more swan song, because the Baron Corbin thing just didn't hit the way it should have done. No. And um, and, that's, and it really isn't anything against Corbin, but it's, it should have been more of a big deal. And again, Corbin didn't get a big push after. If they was going to at least do something with Corbin immediately after beating Angle then so be it. But, I mean, Edge is already there and he's going to be facing Styles. And that is, as we said before, a dream match. But, even like an Edge angle, if he was going to have to have like two, maybe older generation guys working together, then maybe, maybe you'd do that. But, I don't know, man. I really don't. We could, we, we could get Triple H Cody. If Triple H is available, <laughs> like we say, there's heart problem. We could be getting another taker match. Do you know what this feels like to me? It feels like the New Japan versus Noah, but young versus old. Well, it's, yeah, WWF versus WWE. Mm. Attitude versus. Um, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it new generation, but. Um, yeah, what is this current generation? What is this called? PG era, probably. Nah, we're out of the PG era. Is it? We went from PG era to like what I think. They tried dubbing the attitude, uh, the um, reality, reality era. 
I think it's still called that. I don't know. Where we, well, no, because we technically then we've had the Thunderdome era. Like that's its own thing now. True. Thunderdome era. Let's name the era right now before we go anywhere else. We're, this this podcast stops right now until we end. Until we. Until we end. Yeah. Until we end. Yeah. Until we name the current era of WWE. The. Ah, uh, let's see. I think a strong contender is Brock's ponytail. The Brock ponytail era. No, it's the Roman Empire era. No, it's, the, it's not a Roman the, Empire the, anymore, is the it? Bloodline. It's tribal chief. The, the Bloodline era. Mm. This is hard, isn't it? Mm. This is quite tricky. We should do a competition online. We put it out to the folks, to the listeners, to name the current era of WWE. And that is what it will be known as. And we will start the trend. Of course, that's something. <laughs> and that's it? what it'll be. <laughs> well, do you know what I think it's time for? What do you think it's time for? I think it's time for you to, to have a quiz. You want to give me an impromptu quiz? Yeah. I'll, I'll do a few questions. I've got, got two sets of ten questions. Oh, my Lord. Um, but you can pick which one you want to take. Set one or set two? We'll do set one. Save set two for another time. All right. Impromptu quiz. Okay. Now, what do I get for winning? Fuck all. Sounds good. I got nothing for when I won. You did. You got a round of applause. Well, uh, yeah. From who? You still got a trophy. No, that was for the predictions. Well, now it's now it's got double meaning. So. Right. So yeah, these have multiple choice. So you got three choices. Okay. Uh, they're ten questions, but they're. All, question, all the questions are about different wrestling organisations and certain things. Mm. So you, you want the first set, yeah? Let's do it. Who was NXT GM before William Regal? Was it JBL, Michael Cole or Dusty Rhodes? I thought it was, it was Dusty Rhodes. Nope. The JBL? JBL. I vaguely, vaguely remember him being something there, but I didn't realise he was GM. Yeah, he was GM for like a few months. It might have uh, been, been a year or so, but it was definitely... The only thing I remember him doing was stripping Paige of the um, NXT Women's title before she went... Oh, I do vaguely remember, when yeah. She, when she won the um, women's, the Divas title, I should say. Okay. Right, number two is a WCW question. Mm-hmm. Which... WCW title was on the cover out of the of a Stuck Mojo album Rising. Uh, was it the US, the Hardcore, or the Television title? When did that album? When did it come out? Nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. You, I think it was US, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And fun, fun fact. Because I, I just vaguely remember the because I don't think that Eagle appears on any of the other two. No. This is the old one. And the hardcore title I don't think even come out in 98. I don't no. think that was a thing. I think it was like 99, Yeah. But fun fact, the guy, the, one of the guitar, one of the members of Sub Mojo is a member of Fozzy. Oh, yeah. It's Rod. Right. This is a Ring of Honor question. Okay. Who did AJSLs beat to win the Ring of Honor Pure Championship in 2004? Samojo, CM Punk, or Daniel, or Brian Danielson? It's Brian Danielson, I think, wasn't it? Nope. Or was it Samoa J? Nope. Is it Punk? It's Punk. Oh, wow. That's com- that's gone out of my memory completely. The idea of, of AJ Styles and seeing Punk locking up is alien yeah, to me now. But this is like this is like the year before Punk would join WWE. 
2004. And this is uh, it's early Ring of Honor, like in the first couple of years. You're not doing too good at the minute, are you? Uh, one, one, two. One, one, one. one to two. This next question is a AEW question. Okay. Who was last eliminated in the Casino Bar Royal at Double or Nothing 2019, which um, Hangman won? Was it Jungle Boy, MJF, or Sean Spears? MJF. Yeah. New Japan. In what year was New Japan f- uh, founded? 1970, 1972, or 1974? 72? Yes. Yeah. But that was looking recently at the, obviously, the lineage for New Japan. Yeah. So they were celebrating the, anniversary. the 50 years, yeah. And obviously, it's crazy, isn't it? And it's 2022, so that wasn't, that wasn't too bad. I think I'm doing all right now. What's that, 3 2? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's turn right. this bad boy around. ECW. Better than we're doing at the minute. Half time against Stoke City and it's nil nil. Anyway, football fans. Yeah. Do we, do we, do we know any? <laughs> There's going to be some listening. Yeah. This is an ECW question now. Okay. Who was the first Triple Crown champion in ECW? Was it Mikey Ripwreck, Sabu, or Sandman? Awkward because I thought it was Raven. So, <laughs> what were the options? Uh, Michael Ripwreck, Sabu, Sandman. Um, I feel it was Mikey Whitwreck then. Yeah, yeah. Because he won. Because um, I don't think Sandman won the. I don't know why title. I was thinking of Raven. They never won a t- TV title. Or Raven. Yeah, or Sandman or Sabu. No, I know Sandman never won the TV title, but there was I a thought... list. There was a list, but I forgot all about it. Oh. This is a TNA slash Impact Wrestling one. Okay. What is the only TNA pay-per-view to happen twice in one year in 2008? Was it Destination X, Final Resolution, or Hard Justice? Oh. I think, was it Hard Justice? No. Destination X, then. Really? Yeah. They had Final Resolution on January and December 2008. Uh, I don't know how they they got away with it. I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember that being a... How do you name the show, then? So, oh yeah, I'm watching Final Destination 2008. Yeah, which one? Well, if you, you, go on, you go on their Wikipedia. It's Final Destination January 2008 and Final Resolution December 2008. Fine, did I just call it Final Destination? Yeah, Final Destination. Yeah, they killed each other. <laughs> in a way, in a way, this isn't. In, uh, WWE kind of did it with no mercy. They did the UK one and then the. the that is true. Yeah, that always gets a bit the, confusing. I've not actually watched the UK one. Yeah. I had it on VHS. But it was always, it was a thing, like, especially, again, because we're in the UK. So yeah. it was always like, they'd come out super quick, usually, the UK ones. but And you'd always definitely be able to get it. Down at Woolworths. Yeah. I, I, got, <laughs> I got a lot of my... Before we knew CAX was a thing. Even though CAX has been around for a long time. Oh, it wasn't around at the, on, in those days. Though. 2002, it's performed. That's not yeah, a question, by the way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it wasn't. A, yeah, but they weren't around. No, they, it, really. It was, they must no. have had like a couple of stores here and there. It's yeah. not as big as it is now. Yeah. This next one is the Universal Wrestling Federation, but not the one from the eighties. This is a, the Herb Abrams one that was on a ring. A, um, what's it called? Um, wrestling Channel. No, not Wrestling Channel. The um, one of the episodes on like Pillman and oh, Dark Side of the Dark Ring. Side of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a this is a good one. For, um, what was the attendance for the UWF pay per view Beach Brawl? 
Was it 500, 550, or 600? Uh, it's 500? No. 550? Yeah. Okay. It, well, um, it was, it's the only pay-per-view they ever had, and like 550 people turned up. I was going to say, I know it was like, I, I could have, I swear reading somewhere ages ago, it was like in the 500s, but where was the venue though? What was the capacity? Uh, let me have a look at that again. Because it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because like a 550 sounds like it's not a lot, but then, yeah. you know, for certain promotions, like that really, that is a lot of people. Manatee Civic Centre, which held 4,000 people. Yeah, see, that's... This is the thing, like this is why that, like, you're going to burn money, aren't yeah. you? Just and try if you get a big venue like that, and you know you're never ever going to fill it. I believe, I believe it's the lowest bought pay per view of all time, with like less than nine thousand. It just sucks, doesn't it? Like it's just that's just it's very very unfortunate, but that's really poor business decisions being made there. And just to let you know, these companies and this order are all set too, so you're going to have to look on the internet for some of these later. Uh, this next this ninth question is on CZW okay who won the first CZW tournament of death was it wife beater was it oh who did I put uh, let me see was it wife beater was it Nick Gage or was it um, sick Nick Mondo um, the first one yeah it's either wife beater or sick Nick Mondo I'm going to go I'm going to go wife beater. Yeah. Yeah. I think they might have won the second one and I think Nick Gage was wrestling at that time. No, Nick Gage definitely wasn't. Well, he wasn't involved in, in it then. He might have been. He might have been, but like I say. Like, no, but I mean in that, in the contention for it. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I know that because Sick Nick Mondo, I just can't work out which one. Because again, I remember like watching those because mm. that was one of the only things that they on the wrestling channel as well. So it was the sort of best fix you had after ECW when that folded. But Yeah. And the last question today mm. is a PWG one. Okay. Who was the first two-time winner of the Battle of Los Angeles? Was it Kenny Omega, Ricochet, or AJ Styles? Of Battle of Los Angeles? Yeah, the, their big tournament. Um, it's AJ. No. Ricochet? Yeah. I know it was one of the other. So I think you were like five and five? Six, yeah, that was about, that was half and half. Six four, something like that. Yeah, that's you know that's not bad. I'll take it. Better than my performance, you know, in the last actual best. Record. What's that? Is that like a? Um, is that like schooling me ready for best for quizness? Well, I just thought. Well, personally, I thought we all could be all together. Ah, uh, okay. Well, but um, I just thought something we haven't done in a while. Just get. Best for Christmas will be coming back. We'll we're gonna we'll get to it again. I think for best for Christmas has to be fastest finger on the buzzer. Because I, so I ain't got my buzzer today, so. But, but I, I, I will beat you. But on because the next I one. use multiple choice, I thought it'd be easier instead of just multiple choice is definitely just a guessing like. Yeah, that best for Christmas one we do is hard. Yeah. Because it's just it could be anything. And you struggle on the spot. I could have just left those questions like how many how many people were in this pay per view that. Nine thousand people watched. Well, no, I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. I'll take that. That's a win, my end, I'd say. But Ashley, I've got a question for you. Okay. Who has recently been arrested? Again, Sunny. Tammy Sitch. 
comes up to one of our last pieces of news for the day and wraps up our, I suppose you could say, swings and roundabouts. If you're going to say Cesaro swings and sunny on roundabouts. It's a bit of a reach, but if you're here in the UK, we call them roundabouts. I don't know if they're called roundabouts in the US or, or other places in the world. Would they call it a roundabout? Possibly. I'm not too... I'm not too I don't know. I might come across really condescending saying that and I don't mean to be but it's just it doesn't it sounds like a very British oh we're going to go around the roundabout well like zebra crossing and yeah well even that zebra crossing that'd yeah. be zebra if anything there wouldn't it but yeah anyway roundabout you just you go around it and pick which exit you go off mm. you know well, I don't think she did did she well no she's um, <laughs> she's been arrested for I think it was 11 Cases. I'm gonna. I'm yeah, gonna check. Saw, I'm gonna saw, read into it now. It was a lot. I saw eleven. Um. Okay. Unless she's the new member of Dark Order. I'm picking. <laughs> uh. So this is through Inside the Ropes. Go on to this article here, and um. So they were reporting from a report that they've obviously got is that Sammy Titch, Sammy Titch, Sammy Sitch, has been arrested in New Jersey. And the um, the Hall of Famer is facing multiple charges. Um, the charges are as followed, Ash. Operating under influence of liquor or drugs. Driving under DL registr- uh, driving after DL registration is suspended slash revoked. Uh, careless driving, likely to endanger person or property. Reckless driving. Failure to wear seat equipment. Uh, responsibility of driver. Driving without a license. Fail... Um, pos- fail post drive lice. I don't know. Fail pos- possible driving. I don't know what that is. I thought you had a fail to possible drive driving reg. Um, fail to possible driving in INS card. I don't know what these are. Um, definitely not called that over here. No. Failure to install interlock slash drive car without interlock. Operate MV during license suspension. Second violation. Um, there's a lot of things there. I've butchered a few of them, but again, apologies. We It's definitely called different things here. Um, but it's TMZ. I've followed up on an initial report with more information um, that she also allegedly uh, threatened to kill her intimate partner with a pair of scissors. Again, trying to kill someone she was with. So, not, not the first time I've heard her say, the first time she's been arrested with something like that. Well, apparently she raised a pair of scissors in the air towards the, her, her victim while threatening to kill him. Um, I think this was in January then. She was arrested. Thought she has first. been arrested. I think she was arrested in this year, like you say. January. Maybe that's what that one was there then. Um, but she obviously she told everybody not to believe the media. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is not Sonny's first time being in trouble with the nah. police. I don't know what's going on. I just don't know what... What's the deal with her? What's the deal with her? Seeking attention? Is it, though? I think... I mean, there's... It's sad, though. It is sad. But, like... The Sonny... Because Sonny was such a well-loved, on-screen personality. Once upon a time. Like, Sonny was, like... I guess what Sable became at one point. Sonny was that. She was... She was... She was the um, probably the face of women. She hundred percent was at a certain point in time in WWF. 
And when the Road Warriors or, or Legion of Doom come out at WrestleMania 14, yeah, in the opening tag battle royal, Sunny comes out with them, and the pop I think is just as much for her as it is for them. It could be. Like people seem genuinely like excited seeing Sunny out with them, and it's just crazy to think that this stuff has you know this has happened like over the course of years, and it is it is sad, but at the same time you know she is a grown grown adult capable of making her own decisions and choices. Yeah. Um, so you know, but again, some of those charges, as you can see, it's, it's you know puts people's lives in danger, and it's, um, and it's going to affect our OnlyFans. Well, well, you say that there's going to be there are diehards out there, aren't there? There's people that are going to see no wrong in what she's done, but you know, I'm sorry that that kind of is delusional, really. But you know, she needs some sort of help. Yeah, she does. I'm not saying that in a horrible way, but like some, you know, something needs to happen. But I don't know now. I mean, she genuinely could be looking at um, prison time. I would have thought. Depending on how many violations she's had. Again, I don't know how it potentially works over in the States. Because usually you're probably looking at fines and you kind of go down that road for a little while, don't you? Like, no pun intended. But, like, it is just a case of, you know, you're paying um, X amount of fines to, to get out of it. But you you still could be looking at some, some prison time here. Do they still do the three strikes like rule? I don't know if it's a strike rule or not. Because we don't have strike rules, so you get points on your license. But at this point, like, she'd be well over that. Yeah. Um, she'd probably just. You'd have your license. I mean, she doesn't have a license. She was she was driving without one, so she couldn't have points on it anyway. Even yeah. if it were, even if that system was the same. I don't know. It's crazy, but also, it's one of them, isn't it? It's horrible because it's like it's not shocking. It's always it's just one of those. Oh, Sonny's arrested again, and yeah, that's how it's been reported everywhere. Because it's like, oh, yeah, Sonny's arrested again. Same thing happened with Jeff. As, and, you know, and actually his situation was quite different. And we said at the time when that had happened that actually there wasn't enough information out there at the moment to assume straight away that Jeff had slipped back into his old ways. And we said that we hoped he hadn't. But actually, as it turns out, the drug test was free. So yeah. WWE jumped the gun with it, which they're not necessarily in the wrong for doing because, again, they went off of the back of what he used to be like. But it, it shows that they didn't trust him. So, we there is um there is a separate piece of news while we're on the um, topic of people being arrested that you've brought to the table. Yeah, um, this is fresh from today. Even though he appeared what one match in WWE, one match and a couple of segments. Yeah, Cain Velasquez, the former UFC heavyweight champion, has been arrested for attempted murder. That is shocking. Apparently, he apparently he shot some someone. So he's actually, like, he didn't just fire at them, but he actually has shot someone. Apparently so, yeah. Um, Mental. What's the actual story behind this? Yeah, Cain Velasquez faces attempted murder charge for allegedly shooting incident in San Jose. Uh, where's, it, where's this come from? Like, MMA fighting, it's all the, all the like, MMA networks, hmm. some wrestling ones as well, because, like we say, he was in... He did one match in AAA, I think against like, was it Cody or Jeff Jarrett in a six-man? Oh yeah, I forgot he was in AAA. Because he wanted to wear a mask, didn't he? Yeah. But he wished he had now. Uh, 
So he's just shot guy. Well, he's just straight the, up just shot well, it guy. It just says the motive and circumstances surrounding it is that still under investigation at this time. So um, just waiting for more to come out. He's been held without bail at the St. Clara J- County Jail. He's apparently going to be in court tomorrow or Wednesday. The shooting took place. The shooting took place in Monday, but did not identify the suspect taken into custody or the victim, who's been transported to a local hospital. And I'm not seeing any stories about self-defense from Kane. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Really, just don't know what's happened there. Mm. Really, because I mean, it's, it's so difficult to speculate because we just do not know enough about it. Shocking. That one is shocking. Yeah. Not just because of the nature of it, but also because Cain Velasquez isn't one of those that tends to come and up as, yeah, know, seems as a, to be, a regular name. Yeah, he seems to have like good reputation. Um, that's why they, that's why these ones are more shocking. Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, who, who would have called that? No one. No. But yeah, well, him and Sonny t- together currently um, detained by the police. Very strange. Very, very strange. Don't know much about the Kane one, but the Sunny one, no no sympathy on yeah. that one. And like we say with all this kind of stuff, we'll probably find out more information in the next 24 hours or mm. or as soon as we end recording, it'll say Kim Velasquez convicted or... Whatever has happened with it, yeah. Which, like we say, it always seems to happen. Well, we'll move into the last thing on our agenda for the day. Um, if we're going to start on the topic of MMA, first of all, because we're going to go through now the predictions for AEW's revolution, Got the card which up is here. going to be uh, in a week's time. Now, yeah, with, on the on the topic of MMA, I don't think so. America top team aren't going to be doing anything now then, right? Because we were going to be building towards Brandy and um, Paige Van Zandt. Uh, that's what it looked like, didn't it? Then- yeah, it kind of felt like it was going that way, but obviously that's dropped cold because of you know, they're just not there now. No. So I don't think America top team's going to be doing anything. I think they'll still be about, but I don't know what they'll do. It's more of a shame because of men of the year. I just, again, I still want to see men of the year. Well, do something. the fact that they brought in both of them with this fanfare and was it, it wasn't last year, was it? Um, Scorpio won the face of the revolution. Was it last year? I think it probably was. I think it probably was. If it wasn't, it was late 2020. It was Scorpio Sky. Like yeah. Last year won the first edition. Yeah. And then fuck all since. <laughs> even, I still say Ethan Page is waiting for Josh Alexander. But I like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky together. I like that outfit. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. No, that is true. But... It- doesn't matter what you think. But, you know, to hell with it. They can do what they want to do. But, I mean, it would be nice to actually see them. Um, but the card, in general, there is, there's still going to be more matches announced. And, yeah. and there is speculation as to who's going to appear where and stuff like that with AEW. That's always a big possibility, isn't it? So well, that's, all, that's like every episode since they've started. Predictions based on as the card looks right now and as the booking... Um, is is going on right now. Again, kind of going back to the MJF stuff, we'll get to it when we get to that match, but I'll explain more in detail why I really liked that promo. Okay. Right. So the first match we're going to have a prediction for, possibly one of the easier ones, mm. possibly, Jay Gargill 
Who? Yeah. Jade Cargit. Jade Car. Jake. Jade Car. Yeah. Let's take seven. Yeah. Jade- is, that, is that just because that's how it's written on Wikipedia? No. He loves Wikipedia. I, I do because it's <laughs> information. That's how I got all my questions. <laughs> that's what. Well, well, it must be right. It must be right. Uh, Jade Cargill defending her TBS championship against Ty Conti. That bitch show championship. Well, Jade's winning. Yeah. Rightly so. Um, Jade's still got... She's got to have a strong run. And they've only really just started really leaning into it now, putting the graphic up when she wins a match. And they've even given her the... What was that? That's my, my phone just died. Okay. The, they was even giving her the uh, the Goldberg treatment. She cut the promo. I think it was last week on Dynamite. But oh, I know. She did the whole thing like who's next, and everyone was like, everyone started booing it, and I thought that was great because she's a heel. But I don't know. She I she doesn't give me go away heat. I like Jade. I like her. But yeah, Jade's gonna win. And Ty Conti has gone from the last pay per view challenging for the uh, women's title. To challenge for the TBS title. Yeah, but that's not that isn't a bad on tie at all. Bad, she she gets not. a challenge for two championships in two different pay per views. But has she? They couldn't do Ruby, could they? Again. Well, of course you can. You can if in in enough time if you build the angle right. But you've got to build an angle. Jay doesn't necessarily need a long feud with someone at the moment if she's going to keep winning. No. Because if she has a long feud with someone and she has to keep winning, that other person has to keep taking the loss. So. I don't think they've built anyone to beat her yet. I'll be a credible challenger yet. No. To beat Jade. Someone will. Someone will come along. Kevin, someone will come in and take it. Kevin Nash will do it. Kevin Nash will take it, yeah. Speaking of Goldberg. Um, uh, next match is a six-man tornado tag match. A six-man? Six-man. Oh, okay. But with so. the people involved, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you got Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Sure, if anyone knows about sex, it's Matt Hardy. Yeah. He's got about 20 kids. Yeah, Matt Hardy, I say. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Matt Hardy, Andrade, and Enzai Cassidy against Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara. <laughs> the the so the title, the TNT title was not on the line. Yeah. Which to be fair, you don't need to have it. You don't need to have every title on the line. I don't time. know, man. I I used to say that, but bear, bearing in mind how few pay-per-views AEW has a year I know that they do their specials and and that's awesome but the fact they have so few pay-per-views a year I do kind of feel like the title should be on the line especially the TNT title because I said this last week the TNT title just does not feel like a big deal to me the TBS title has been around less time and I already feel like the TBS title means more than the TNT one well and, I, and, it's, and it's not Sammy's fault, but it's just it just doesn't really feel like a big deal to me at all, at all. When Brody had it, it felt it felt like a big deal, and Miro felt like a big deal too. Darby holding it was nice, but it's the same thing as Sammy. Like they've got them, but I just don't like the their reigns with those championships. Depending on how Sammy's goes, obviously that there's still a question mark on that one. But Darby's is going to be just a footnote, really. Compared to what else he's probably going to achieve in his career. Definitely. You know, so it's a weird one. However, I do think this is where we see Jeff Hardy. It could be. I do think this is where we see Jeff. So on that basis, mm, team Sammy, Sammy Darby and Sting. 
to um, take the win. Sting's not taking a loss yet. No, I'd go for that, but only because I'd like to think the Andrade team would win. But it's a bit weird that it's just a psychosity and not. I think we're just going to see more of a story there with between. I do think it also involves what I don't think will make a big deal, but where they are on the card. It depends where it is on the card. Honestly, I couldn't. I, I, look at this, this do you know what this feels like? This feels a bit like that tag match that was on full gear with Cody and uh, Pack. Oh yeah, and Malachi yeah. and Andrade. Where it just was like this doesn't really feel like it does feel more like a TV one because what people wanted here is the same thing that I would have rather have seen. I'd rather have either seen Sammy and Darby one on one, Sammy and Andrade one on one, or probably the best one that makes sense at the moment. Is a triple threat. I think triple triple threat. Or if you really wanted to make it a four way and put Matt Hardy in. But I suppose what's going to happen in this match is we're going to see the implosion of the AHFA, and Andrade and Hardy are going to kind of fall out. And well, to me, it makes no sense personally. But I would love to, to be honest. This this could be the big redeeming match. No pun intended for Miro, but this could be the big redeeming match for me if we get to just like this is it for the HFO in general. I've hated this big money match stuff. That faction has been so boring for me. I just don't see how it's done anything for anybody. And, that, and I'm not knocking Matt Hardy. I'm not knocking anyone in the faction. But there's nothing that they've done that's, that's been entertaining for well, me I at feel, all. I feel like it has ruined Private Party a little bit. Oh, Private Party, like, they, it's absolutely dogged them down. There's no denying it. Like, the whole, the whole idea of Private Party is that, like, they were the guys in the clubs doing the shots. It's they're the VIP guys... And it's like now it's, you know, they're not. They're just kind of stooges and it, it just doesn't doesn't work. Since Same for Butcher and Blade. Like they, their whole their whole deal since they came to AEW has been, they're just like mercenaries for hire. But you can't keep doing that for everyone. No, well, you can't keep doing it for the same people. But it's it's always just, but it is always the same people. Yeah. And it's... It's like if they did APA and they did another version of APA. But, but the APA worked because yeah. that's how they sold themselves. The whole idea of that tag team was that they didn't belong to anybody, but they were for hire. Butcher and Blade belong to people when they work under them, and they are literally stooges. The APA, you could hire them out, and if you messed them around, then they'd smash you. Like, the APA at least was like a dominant force. Yeah. Butcher and Blade aren't, and they absolutely should be, because the Butcher is a monster, and he looks the best shape he's ever been in his life. The man looks amazing, and I absolutely rate the Butcher. I do like the Blade... But you want to talk about somebody from a tag team being a standout. It's the butcher for me all day yeah. long. The guy's just, there's something different about him and I like it. But regardless, they're not in that match. So it is what it is. So we're saying Darby. Yeah. Yeah. But I like to think it might lead to a Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen feud. Well, match in the future. But I think it will, won't but it? They've, but... They've, but they've done way too many of them before already it feels like I don't mind it though I don't mind if we do another one and the titles are on the line and there's there's something else at stake but if some but if some of Guevara's left what was left of Inner Circle I'd rather have him being on his own not just being in a tag already again yeah exactly yeah that's how we would book it what's what's next right the there was a triple threat Tag for the uh, tag titles, featuring yeah. Joss Express against Red Dragon and a team to be announced, which will probably be Young Bucks. Yeah, well, I think so because of the way it's played out. Obviously, Red Dragon, um, Kyle O'Reilly eliminated 
uh, Matt Jackson, who was the last one left of the Young Bucks when they was in the Battle Royal, yeah. big tag team Battle Royal, which I like that we're doing a, a triple threat one, a triple threat tag team match there to see how they'll how this will play out. Because which might sound a bit hypocritical because before, like if it was WWE, I'd be a bit more like, uh, you know, because they're really hit and miss there. But it's only because you know that WWE openly just doesn't care about tag teams. And if one thing for certain is with AEW, they obviously do very much care about their tag team division. They have a lot of tag teams, but there's a lot more tag teams in AEW that you can say, you know, they're they're stars and the, and they're they're proper tag teams. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's not the Young Bucks that are in that match. I wouldn't be surprised if it is FTR. I would because be... if Red Dragon screw the Young Bucks, um... so that they can't win the next one. I wouldn't be surprised, but we have to wait till this week's Dynamite to find out what's going to happen there. Well, But I I, th- I do think regardless, this is one of the hardest ones to call, not only because we don't know who that third team's going to be, but because Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus really haven't had the titles for long. But those are the tag titles have been the one that's been changed around a lot more. Than that, even TNT title because mm. there's been long reigns. I, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, it's, that's what I mean. It's been, been long, long reigns, but there's not been. I think the TNT titles changed more hands, changed I... hands more times than the tank has. I'm pretty sure because you think it went Cody, Brody, Cody, Darby, Miro, Sammy, Cody, Sammy. So that's eight times. Whereas the tag titles have gone, SCU, uh, Page and Omega. FTR. FTR, Young Bucks. Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, and then Jurassic Express. So that's, so that's only six, yeah. So Tank's definitely been less than TNT. I, I just think, though, on the on the flip side of the coin, we're going to get the inevitable Red Dragon Young Bucks rivalry. Yeah. But then I don't think that that needs a tag title. I don't think that it needs... Doesn't, that doesn't. That doesn't need a championship. But they, but they think that we need to see Young Bucks every single chance we get. I don't. I, I, you know, I've got to disagree. When was the last time Young Bucks? When was the last time you can remember Young Bucks had a tag match on Dynamite? Well, because one of them has been injured, at least. Uh, I just don't. They've been doing their promos, man. But I, I, I don't think it's as bad as people make out with the Bucks. Could this be I the, really don't. This could be the first time on a pay per view we have no, and uh, no Kenny, no, no Cody. No. And it's possibly we might not have a young bucks, but I think they're going to be the tag team because you I'm, can't have. I'm coming. I'm coming to Kenny. No, <laughs> no. I, look, I, I don't know. I'm going to say Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retain. I like it, but I think it's going to be Red Dragon. Okay, but I do think we shall see. But I do think the tag titles need to uh, need to stay on a tag team for a while. Yeah, that aren't young bucks or FTR. We shall see. But that's just my personal opinion. What we got next? This is a big one. That's uh, This is on the list, obviously, so it's not in order of what they would be. Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Surprisingly, it's a one-on-one, no gimmicks yet. <laughs> no gimmicks matches so far. Well, they're going to bleed. They're go- oh, they're going to bleed. It's going to be a bloodbath. They're going to bleed. Blood and guts. And they've made the... Um... They've made this, the story known that Moxley's never, ever beaten Brian Danielson. That was the promo that was cut by Moxley on Brian. I think Brian Danielson beats John Moxley. Really? Yeah. I just want to see, for once, 
someone tell the story, I've never beaten this person. And then they have the match and it's like, oh yeah, you still didn't beat him. Well, like Raven, Diamond, Dreamer. The long-term plan here is that obviously Brian wants to form a team with Moxley. And I just think that you could, either way, either of them can win and you can still have a, an amazing story out with this. So it's, it is hard to call it. But I think at least if Brian beats Moxley, then it puts Brian in more of like the driver's seat, but gives Moxley something more to strive for to go against him. Because the, ultimately, that right, that even if they end up teaming with each other, it's going to end in another match anyway. And I just feel like if Brian picks up the win here, and then they do team together, they're eventually going to have another match anyway. So then that's when Moxley finally gets his win over Brian, right? Like in my head, that's just kind of like how I see it. So that's, that's why well, I go I'm for Brian say, here. I'm going to say Moxley only because it's, I believe, I might be wrong, this is his first big match, big time match since he's come back. Rehab. Well, well, I mean, yeah, because he missed full gear, but then he's he only missed one pay per view and then a few yeah, of the specials. Has he had? He's not had like a big style match since he's come back, right? He did have that tag match routine with Punk. I mean, that, that's that was kind of a big deal, but it was more for Punk story than it yeah, was. Yeah, it, it wasn't to help Moxie, was it? No, it was to help Punk, and it furthered the Punk MJF plot, but. You go Moxie then. I go for Moxie. I, I want it to be a twenty-minute hard-hitting match. Blood. I think this is going to be. This could be Moxie's best match or one of his best matches. I reckon with this one. With Brian. Brian's not. Uh, Bri- I think Brian's incapable of having a bad match anyway. But. Well, that's it. Can you name a bad match? No. Even even his worst. Monday Brett. I know they're quite different in their own rights, but. Well, Brett like, had some bad matches, but. Well, they weren't his fault though. I don't think were they really. You can only do what you can do. I mean, he pulled some great matches out of some people. But yeah, man. Okay. I'm glad we're disagreeing because I do want to whip you in the uh, in the predictions this time. I'm not losing to you. Not this time. Okay. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, we bloody will, won't we? Right. Next, next match, <laughs> uh, Chris Joker versus Eddie Kingston. Oh, please. Eddie Kingston's got to win it. He's got to. Kingston has to win a big match. But he was Jericho. He barely loses the first time. Matches. Kingston has to beat Jericho here. He has to. He needs a big win, doesn't he? And that's the story, isn't it? That's- the story is, is that yeah, that he he's well, they're, they're, from that promo, it's that he's failed. He's scared of success, and again, it's another one where the vet goes down the route, calling him a failure, and he's a bum, and all this sort of stuff. So and they- you can't keep doing this story, and then it's always the same result. Like Kingston has to win here. And, well, if he, I'll go for Kingston, but if he does lose, it because of a debuting Antonio Cesaro. <laughs> Could you imagine? Claudio, you Claudio, mean, yeah. yeah. Same same person. Yeah, but then way. it depends on if we're going to see anything from... Um, I, I think Kingston's going to win, but I just I think we're probably going to see some interference from Proud and Powerful. Do you think Santana Proud, and Ortiz. Well, do you think if they, he loses, it would be them costing him? I think if there's going to be a dodgy finish, then then they've caused it. But then it's that's hard because then Jericho comes out of it the face and Kingston comes out the heel... And that is not the way the fans were interpreting that. The fans were booing Jericho and cheering Kingston. Like, Kingston is really one to watch right now. Like, he is blowing up. The fans are getting behind him. They were behind him when he went against Punk. And this was like a couple of months after Punk returned after seven years. And people people chose Kingston over CM Punk. Yeah. And I think it's because Kingston's got that... 
he's got that thing, hasn't he, where it's like he he just seems so real that people just naturally, I think, gravitate more towards what you can kind of not just sympathise or empathise with, but like what you can relate to. And it's much easier for us to be able to relate to Eddie Kingston than it is to Jericho. Oh, I'm not yeah. saying we all live in the same life Eddie has, but I just think he's a more relatable character. That on-screen persona of Eddie, how much of it is the real him and how much obviously is turned up to 11. Eddie's the man, honestly. I think Eddie, Eddie's got to win it. He's got to. I want him to win it, but even though Jericho's to. my... I always say Jericho's my favourite of all time, but he's getting to that point now where he keeps beating people when he shouldn't. Like when he beat Orange Cassidy for the first match. I see, yeah, but I disagree with that. Because I think you have to... Because if you're going to make a feud out of it, if Orange beats him first, what's the point of having another one? If if the point of the feud is that the face goes over in the end, then the heel does have to pick up some wins. But I've never liked, I've never liked a feud where... That's why it didn't work with the Malachi Black and Cody ones. Because Malachi won two and then Cody won one. Yeah, but then Jericho and MJF, Jericho lost two and then made one the last one, but they made a big deal out of it because it was essential then in career. Yeah, and I've never liked that. Even, even. But it's the face going over the heel mm. in the end, isn't it? But like... I've never, I've never liked even if it was like um, boxing MMA and they had done three fights and the first two were not even close, but they still did a third fight because they thought it would be a good idea. If you lose twice. Don't do it again. I guess, but again, that's when it, it's because you have to put stakes on there, don't you? Don't that Jericho so. one was because the stakes were that, yeah, I put my career on the line. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling hungry after you said stakes. <laughs> but no, look, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I I don't necessarily want to see Kingston it... Jericho go again after this one match, but it, it does depend how it goes. I want to see Kingston and Punk longer. I'm glad we're getting Punk MJF because yeah. it's been amazing. Um, but I like to, I, I'm more than happy to see Kingston go back in there with Punk. But I like to think it'd be another, not quick match, but like a uh, good 10, 15 minute match instead of like a... Um... You've got to see a fight. I think you want to see a brawl. That's where Eddie Kingston shines. And if he can beat, if he beats Jericho here, this will be great outcome, I think. But that's what I'm going to go for. So we agree on that I one. go for Kingston. Um, cool. Right, next match is the Face of the Revolution ladder match. To get a future TNT Championship match. This is hard one to call as well, because not all of the members are in it. No. So far, we have Keith Lee. Yep. Wardlow. Yep. Powerhouse Hobbs. Finally. Getting a, getting a big moment. I know. So is Ricky Starks. Finally getting a big moment. And Irish Cassidy. That's all we've got so far. But um, So, I think Powerhouse Hobbs and Starks are going to have a bit of a falling out. I think we're going to disband Team Taz soon. How it currently is. I think we're going to see it change a bit, and I think they're going to they're going to probably implode. But we've got one one name left, right? Is it one left? I think. I think it's six. People are saying maybe Jeff shows up in that, but well, they do like a surprise. That's never a surprise. I think Keith Lee going in is awesome, but Keith Lee's not going to win this. Wardlow has to win this match. Wardlow's on that. Wardlow's got a really good thing going at the moment, and I think him winning this match. Unless it's like a member of Pinnacle, like Sean Spears maybe costs him the match, then so be it. But I don't want to necessarily see Keith Lee win it just because he's the new guy in. But I think Yeah, that, but they've done that before, haven't they? With some... I think if Wardlow wins this and then actually wins the title, that's th- this could be a big thing for the TNT title. 
because it, it then starts getting associated more with other areas that's going on in the company that I actually really care about. And again, no disre- disrespect to Sammy, but like he's not in a feud with anyone. He's just sort of there. He's like, yeah, I defend my title. It's like, yeah, cool, but I don't really care about the feuds because he doesn't have any. And he hasn't had any apart from Cody, arguably. There's not been a single feud. Well, this could be a... Are they going to do the return or debut or whatever or the last person on the night or are they going to do one on Dynamite or Rampage? I think maybe someone gets picked this week. Unless they do want to bring like a guest out, like a mystery one out on the night. But I'm, I'm sticking with Wardlow, regardless. Whoever the last man's going to be, I'm sticking with Wardlow. It's got to be Wardlow. What if it's Mira? Then again, I suppose if it's Miro, then there's a good chance it could be Miro. Providing that the pinnacle costs Wardlow. Wardlow can't lose that match but on his own merit. It'd have to be, you know, Spears would have to cost him or something. But like I said, does it matter where the card this happens? Because it could be the opener, it could be mid-card, it could be after the summer. Nah, this, the result of this one isn't going to be... Could be nothing to do with where it is on the card. There's a good chance this match opens, if I'm honest. Well, that's the thing. Every time I look at an AEW card, I always think, "What's going to be opener? What's going to be this?" Se- yeah, I th- I do. I think there's a good chance this match opens. Don't forget, there's a buy. There's going to be a buy-in match, but it probably won't be any of these matches. Uh, it, won't be be, any, it won't be any of those. It'll probably be Jimmy Hayer again, <laughs> Ruby Soho or something like that. No, I'm going to go Wardlow wins, and I know I've, I, there's a lot of fantasy booking going on tonight, my end, but. And it's not something, you know, I don't let it consume me with all that sort of stuff. But I do, you know, you do like to try and think ahead sometimes with stuff. But I just think Wardlow winning is a good outcome. It's what I want to see. As a fan, it's what I want to see. Isn't the face of revolution of the brass ring? Basically, yeah. So that's why Pete... So one of the things is that, obviously, Claudio now, Cesaro comes in and takes it as the big FU to... And it makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense, and I wouldn't be against it, but it's hard, isn't it? It's just it's hard to predict something when not all of the players are in in play. Yeah, it's so, like, but I personally, at the moment, Keith Lee. Hmm. Unless unless someone debuts soon or comes back, that we're for, that we're forgetting because yeah. we forgot about um, Lance Archer until he came back. Well, at least I forgot about him. <laughs> Okay, that's another one. So this this is going to be a big one because I don't think we've disagreed on as many as we have done here this year so far. Yeah, so, so far, <laughs> looking to whip that ass, boy. Well, what's up next? The AEW Women's Title, Britt Baker defending against Thunder Rosa. I, yeah, I think Thunder Rosa takes it this time. I think it's a time. I think it's about time. I think it's time now. I think Thunder Rosa because it's got like it was always going to go to Thunder Rosa after Britt. I think it's been really clear that's that's how it's going to go. Unless they bring in, once again, they bring in like Ember Moon or someone who got released. No, I don't think so. It's got to be Thunder Rosa and she's been cutting her teeth in the division for a while. Um, ever since that match between her and Britt that was like really, really put them on the map. Well, the hardcore. Yeah. Ever that's, since that's, then, like you just knew, like Brit, it was going to be, it was going to go from Brit to Thunder Rosa. That's the thing now is, I'm looking forward to it more this time because can they have a good match without weapons? I think they have a great match, and I rate both of them. Thunder Rosa is great in the ring, considering how long she's really not been wrestling for that long. No, in comparison to like a lot of other people, 
but she literally she she wrestles like a complete veteran. She's like, everything about her presentation, her music. Yeah, man, Thunder Rosa. She's just she'll be a very good. She's one of those though. She'd be a really good face champion, and I think she could be a really good heel too. I I say Thunder because it's it's another one of those moments that they've had where it's about time that I'm not saying it's about time the title change hand because. But it does. Feel, it feels it, like the right time yeah. against the right person. Because unlike, if you don't do it now, then when? Yeah. And against who? Because like, with, it was different for like Hogan in like Hogan the eighties. There was never a point where you said he would lose it to this guy. He might no. lose. He might have lost it to like a, to a Savage or whatever. But they never had the moment where you go, yeah, this is the right time. Yeah. And I think to the biggest that, one really was Warrior. Yeah. When it got to that point, it was like that felt like a genuine pass of the torch thing. But yeah, man, I don't know. And I wouldn't say Britain Thunder Rose is the equivalent of a Hogan Warrior, but well, it's the two best women they've had on on the roster for a long time. I think obviously there's 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 a lot of good talented women there, but they're the two big standouts, and and I think they had the first match within the women's division that really just put everybody on notice. Like, yeah, like don't sleep on this division. No. Yeah. What's next? The dog colour match. CM Punk, MJF. Good. Ashley. MJF wins. So he's going to be 2-0 up? Yep. The thing you hate. Before their third one where Punk might beat him. Yeah. I don't think they... I don't know. I don't know if they will, though. I, I think this could be it. But Punk beating MJF here works after the promo that MJF just cut. One of the because one of the biggest bits of backlash from this promo is that well MJF is like a super heel, I shouldn't have to be made to feel sorry for him, and I agree. But how much of a super heel is he if he cuts a real genuine story like that? That again, going back to the, what I said about Eddie Kingston, that's something that you can relate to. It's something that makes a sense. It makes a bit of sense because like oh maybe that explains why MJF the character is such a jerk. Mm-hmm. But he gives you that story just for it to all turn out to just be a bunch of rubbish. And he does it just because he wants to get into the head of CM Punk because he knows that match is going to be a violent match and, he, and he's trying to take the edge off of CM Punk. So instead of CM Punk coming in there so he's out to hurt him, CM Punk's going to be conflicted. So it goes easier on MJF because he feels sorry for him. And that's when MJF strikes then in the match, takes full control and picks up the win. That's how, that, that's how it feels like it's going. For me. And I think that's beautiful storytelling from a heel standpoint. I just think it's the wrong timing. I just think it he should have waited until after the match and I should, yeah, but, but he can't do it after the match because he needs Punk to feel sorry for him during the match. But when it's a dog colour match, you're not supposed to feel sorry. Exactly, and that's why I think it adds this new dynamic, isn't it? Punk's Punk's asked for a, do, a dog collar match before MJF cut that promo. So on the one week of Dynamite, not last week, but the week before, he says he's gonna he wants a dog collar match. He brings that up, but he also does say in that promo about, oh yeah, when he shows the picture of MJF meeting CM Punk all those years ago, and he's like, oh, this was like a best day in the world for you, but for me it was Friday. And MJF comes out after that promo, is about to say something on the mic, and then just doesn't, and just walks off. And then the next week he comes out and he does cut the promo, and he's crying, and he puts everything in. He's like, do you know what? You really hurt me with that because you're saying that was just Friday for you and it wasn't for me. It meant everything to me because I got bullied and you were my hero and then you left all of us anyway. You left for seven years. You didn't care about anybody. 
you left me when I needed you. So then I've made myself a promise uh, instead of looking up to the best in the world or something along those lines that I was going to be the best in the world. And then Punk comes out and it's this whole thing, like not on the mic, but he's in the ring with, is that true? Like, is that true, Max? And Max's like, yeah, it's true. And then just walks off and Punk is conflicted. It adds this, like, it just takes it this turn you just didn't think you was going to see. And I love that because it was just completely out of nowhere. Completely out of nowhere. Oh, I just wanted... That's... It depends on what you like, isn't it? It depends on what you want, but... I know I know it's been... I know it's split, and that's why wrestling... I think wrestling should always have. Yeah, definitely. It's not just... Or not always just be... But I don't want to see people shit on it just because they don't like... Imagine it's like... Because they don't want to feel sorry for MJF, because I, I don't think people are going to be rewarded. Like, he's still going to turn... He's I still think gonna it's, be more, a horrible I think it's more to do the fact that people like him so much as a heel. I, I want to say it's because being, him being a heel, they don't want him. They don't want to boo. They don't want to like him. I don't think, yeah, but it's not going to. Because people did still be in his promo. It eased off the more it went on. Because people, I think, were getting a bit more like, well, what the hell? Because you're expecting him to sort of be like that. And then, you know, a minute or two later, then be like, you know, make the switch there. And he didn't. Because he carried on the whole way through. So I think it, the longer it went on for, the more people were like, oh, hang on, like, what's actually happening here? Like, is he turning face? It gets you talking. Man, I loved it. I, honestly, I think it's it's the best angle in AEW right now. But I've got to go, I've got to go MJF. Well, I'm going for Punk. Only because I feel like, I just feel like he's going to get screwed over on Dynamite. Mm. And then he's going to get his revenge. I guess this is a one for. I don't match. think Punk's going to have a match though this week. I mean, like they're going to do. If it's not a match, he's going to do a promo, and then get beaten up in the ring. Because they got, they can't. What's going to be the end? You know, when they do promo packages, they have to have an end shot. It's got to be MGF beat healing on Punk, right? It can't just be like a stare down after they've done this promo together. I don't know, but. I'm really looking forward to whatever the interaction is going to be this week. And that's because of that MJF promo. And that's all I can really sort of tell you. I think that's good. I like that we've got so many different predictions. Um, uh, well, uh, what's the... So it's just the last match now, yeah, then, isn't um, it? Hangman Adam Page defends his title against Adam Cole, baby. I mean, I'm, so, I'm I still think this is Adam Page. But... Do you think that would make a difference if Red Dragon win? I'm the reason I think this is Adam Page is because I think again if there's going to be some shit housery here, um, Adam Cole with some help from Jay White, so I think we are going to see Jay White. Mm-hmm. And remember the the elites splitting up into these two sort of different sides now, and I do think that we're going to see Hangman backed more by the Young Bucks now. And I think we're going to see Kenny Omega return as a face and support Hangman. Okay, that can be done. Because obviously it's Adam Cole and Jay White that are going to be sort of moving in to Kenny's spot within the Elite. And Hangman's not in the Elite, so Hangman's not a threat to Kenny. But within that faction of the Elite, Kenny's not going to have his beef with Hangman unless it's for the title. He's going to have his beef with Adam Cole, and he's going to have it with potentially Jay White. But at the moment, it's going to be predominantly Adam Cole, isn't it? Because he's the one yeah. that's kind of like, 
kind of moving his way in. It looks like he's not happy about Red Dragon and Young Bucks being against each other. But, you know, realistically, it just feels like it's going to go that way. And I, I think it's going to be a face Omega. Uh, but again, if we're going to get the Omega-Adam Cole rivalry, it doesn't need the title. Hence why I think Hang, uh, I think Hangman retains. I like to think Hangman retains, but I think it's going to... Because- I think Hangman's going to retain this now until MJF takes it, if I'm honest. that That's my, the long-term prediction. I think the next world champion's going to be MJF. I think it kind of has to be. But then again, like I said, about um, if Britt wins, then who's next? There's a lot of people that could be next for Hangman, though. There really is. Like you could f- do Kenny again. You could do Moxley. You could do Brian again. I don't want again. I want... Well, if you wanted like new people, you could have Mox. You could have, you could have Jay White if you really wanted to. You could have Miro. There's no reason Miro should well, be up there. The funny thing about Miro is he's been cleared. He's just got nothing for him at the minute. You could you could do Miro. You could there's so, there's genuinely there's so many guys there that you could do. I mean Brian Cage is still there. Apparently his contract's been rolled over for another year. Why oh, not yeah. use Brian Cage? <laughs> do you know what I mean there's there's so many possibilities, so many options they could actually do. With Hangman, they might as well, you know, see how much longer they can they can go on for. He's had some great ones with Brian, and he's had he had a, you know, and it was really good with Lance, but he's not really had that proper blood feud yet. And I think it's because of how good his rivalry was with Kenny, mm. that was such a long build. It's difficult seeing him in these other ones, but there's there's one other person that he has had that heat with from day one, on screen on screen heat, from day one is MJF. They've always had that little thing there. And like I said, who eliminated MJF in the Battle Royal? Uh, yeah, Adam Page. I just think that's why then MJF taking the title off of, of Adam Page is what you do down the line. But Adam Page needs to retain tonight to, to do it, doesn't he? So, tonight? Well, so, yeah, needs to, <laughs> needs to retain at Revolution to do it. Yeah, man, that's my predictions. I just want Hangman to have a... You're saying Hangman too, aren't you? Yeah, I just yeah. want him to have a good reign. I want him to... Oh, you just want the best for everyone, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Be nice. Don't we all? Well, that's our predictions then. And that is the end of the show. If you have enjoyed it, please do like, follow, subscribe, whatever the lingo may be. We're on all major podcasts and platforms, but of course, you all know where to find us if you listen to this one. Um, but in terms of our YouTube, please do head over and subscribe over there as well. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Please leave us a five-star review. And, you know, any social media, just comment below. Our new handle is at TMOF underscore wrestling. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Once again, there will be links below in the episode um, if you do want to um, donate any money to the people of the Ukraine um, for what's, you know, this horrible, horrible stuff that's going on at the moment. And... Honestly, it, it mean I know it, it really doesn't mean anything really when you when you're just saying it. I completely do, but like you know, genuinely it is a very scary time, I think, for a lot of people yeah. in the world. And we honestly really, 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 really are wishing all the best. Like we we really are. And it's aside from that, you know, with these links and being able to donate and things, like, you know, I think we should do all we can, but you know, completely aware of the fact that there's it's it's nothing in the grand scheme but just got to try and do something haven't you yeah um definitely but no best wishes to everybody and, and wherever you are in the world we hope you're having a great day 
Ash, send him home happy. What with a joke? With whatever you want, mate. Oh, let's see. I did. I did have one in my mind, but it's gone now. Um. <laughs> okay. All right. Chris Jericho, the Hurricane, and Matt Hardy are in the same car. Who would drive? A police officer. Oh, God's sake! And on that note, folks. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.